This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies presented by ESPN. I am Matt Bungard and with me today, Nick Canton. Hello. Hey everybody. Nick, it's your Mad Monday. So how are you feeling? Yeah, it is. Um, I'm trying really hard to have a couple of weeks off the off the beers because, um, mm. you know, I had a very good time in America and I really enjoyed myself. But yeah, I could have uh, could have done with a couple today, you know. Yeah. Like it's not every day that your team season gets into gets ended in extra time. Um, Very rarely does that happen. When you when, you when you nearly pull off one of the upsets of the year, but uh, yeah, what can yeah. you do? What can we do but soldier on? That's right. But before we soldier on, we have to soldier off to Friday, where Brisbane. I thought you were going to say muscle. soldier soldier back. Yeah, I was, but then I realized that the opposite of on is off, so I said off, even though it makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> like, I thought like, it was. Like, I thought it was funny. So, it's like when you say stand down. Yeah. What does that mean? Like, how, can, how can you stand? How can, how can one stand downwards? Have you noticed, by the way, that in NFL, how they when they have like players sitting out with contract stuff, they've rebranded hold out to hold in, but this offseason. Have you noticed that? What? No, I There's haven't. stories where they've been like, oh, this guy's holding in. What? That, yeah. that made, oh, ridiculous. I don't know why they've suddenly changed that after like decades of like the term contract hold out. But oh. yeah, it was like, oh, this guy's hold in is still going. Sounds to me like they're just about doing enough. Oh, you. <laughs> you okay. I'll tell you who didn't do just about enough. Yeah. The Melbourne, Melbourne Storm. Storm. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, that's one way to stomp on a hoodoo. It really is, yeah. it's uh, You can end a hoodoo or you can nail it into a coffin and, and throw it off a bridge. And that's what put it on one of those rafts and then with. shoot an arrow at it and set it on fire as it floats out to sea. And that okay. So where, so I'm wrong all the time about all sorts of nah, stuff, take your victory particularly like on the show. But I did say last week, I thought the Broncos were going to wreck the storm and reckon they did there. I, I had more than one Broncos fan say to me, Oh my God, I can't believe you tipped this. You're such a jinx. And it's like, you can't be pissed off that, that I didn't think he should write you thing. off and also write you on. Yeah. And then be pissed off when I believe in you. Like yeah. I can only do one of, I can, I have to choose one of those. Those things. are the two options, yeah. tipping the Broncos or not tipping the Broncos. Um, yeah, like yeah. Um, I, I felt, I felt like Brisbane came out at the start and you could tell they were super, super keen and they were mm. super amped up and they were maybe a little bit too amped up. Like it was a little bit frantic they were, they were very clearly like really fired up for it, which is, which, you know, it's, is, is what you'd expect from a, a, a younger side who hasn't played, who hasn't played finals footy in a good couple of years. But I felt like the longer the game went, you could see them sort of settling down a little bit, growing in confidence a little bit as they seemed to sort of realize that Melbourne just couldn't compete with them physically. Mm. And that to me is the story of this match more than, Adam Reynolds um, sort of taking Brisbane around the park as well as he did more than Reese Walsh, just doing all the Reese Walsh stuff more than Payne Haas, more than Pat Carrigan. To me, the story of this game is Brisbane are athletic in a way that Melbourne could not match. And that was just a, a pattern that repeated itself throughout the match. And you could see it right mm. from the start that could Tony Staggs try, right? So there's a little bit of space there, a little bit, but not heaps. You know, he surges through four blokes to score that try, you know, and, and that's something that he can do because Tony Staggs is a very athletic center. One of the most damaging 
centers in the league on his on his day, and he's going up against young Tonamapia. You know what I mean? That that to me really didn't have a great night. Old no, young. he didn't. But that to me really sort of encapsulates the the, the dynamic that was at play here. Mm. Brisbane are fast and strong and and know how to use those qualities. And Melbourne, for all their technical capabilities and 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 all their technical soundness, just they they, they just don't have that edge to them. They don't have that gear, and they, I don't really think they've they've really had it since Cam Smith retired. But I mean, that's a that's a philosophical discussion for another time. But for this game specifically, yeah, I completely agree. And on top of that, like I, I when especially in the middle of the first half, and I know that one of the big narratives that some people were bringing up before this game was the lack of finals experience in the Broncos team. I think they answered that criticism in spades with how they settled into the game rather than sort of the inverse, which can happen if a team lacks experience, like we might have seen with, say, the Newcastle Knights in the back end of the first half in that in that game against Canberra on Sunday. But it because we've seen Melbourne so many times, right, they'll be in a game like this where they're 6-0 down or they're 8-0 down or they're 10-0 down, and for whatever reason, they keep hanging in and they keep hanging in, and then you wake up and you look up at half time and, oh, it's 12-all. And you're like, well, how the fuck did that happen? And I was waiting. I was waiting for that shoe to drop. And it just didn't. It nearly happened with the the Coates no try. And I just kept waiting and waiting for Melbourne to find a way back into this game. But Brisbane, you know, they the dropped shoe, a few balls. The shoe remained aloft. It remained aloft. And because, you know, every time they dropped the ball, they bombed another try. They thought, oh, geez, this opportunity might come back to haunt them. Oh, this one might come back to haunt them. And it didn't because they believed in what they were doing. They believed in the processes that, they, that have served them so well all year that they just kept going and going and going and trying new things and pushing the envelope and risking risking a turnover and going for the jugular. And it paid off in a glut of tries in the second half, but it's just a testament to what they believe in and what they think they can do this year, that they kept trying to do that. They didn't sort of take a step backwards. They didn't, there was no thought of, you know, putting the ball up the jumper and sort of trying to settle things down and, and, and arm wrestle the way to the finish line. That's not a way that this Broncos team as it's composed, knows how to play. This is a team that wants to go full throttle all the time. And when you've got a team that's as good as Melbourne, but A, their stars don't play very well, and B, I just don't think their outside backs and their forwards have that level to match Brisbane, as you just said, then when you play that way, when you are just going for the jugular from minute one to minute 80, it's going to pay off eventually. And we did see the fruits of that labor pay off in the second half. And I know people can go, oh, Melbourne kept it close. And then, and, and then Brisbane got a couple of late tries. But the reality is that on another day, if some passes had sticked and some execution had been a bit more crisp, it could have been 40. Like they were so yeah. dominant. Yeah. And like, it wasn't as if it was a gladder tries late in the match. You know, the Walsh tries in the 51st minute, the Jordan Ricky tries in the 54th minute, that's in back-to-back sets. Like, mm-hmm. The Broncos, like I, I appreciate what you're saying about how the Broncos sort of settled into the match and and kept going for the jugular. But I was actually really impressed by how they kept sticking. They kept sticking to their process. They didn't try to jump to the end. You know what I mean? They were still willing to graft away and put the. Work there were times when it looked like, of, especially in the first half, like towards the back. Of, there were times where they were literally trying to score, like honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I felt like they never, they never totally lost sight no. of. Of, of, it was organized chaos. Yeah, and and that was that was the thing with a young side. Sometimes they can try and like it's like opening a book at the last page. You know mm. what I mean? Um, if if you don't know the story up to that point, you're not going to get the same impact. And Brisbane didn't jump to the last page. Brisbane kept working through it, working through it, working through it, and then were able to reap the benefits. And they reap the benefits in very classical Brisbane ways. That Reese Walsh try. I feel like I've seen him score that same try 
seven or eight times this year down that side of the field where someone comes out and he puts the step on him and through he goes, you know, or the, I, I was, uh, the Jordan Ricky tries the same, just Reynolds hitting him short, a very classic sort of Adam Reynolds play for a back rower who's, who's, who's improved so Been much. I was really, times, yeah. I was really happy for Ricky to sort of, to get that try because great I feel like he came back into the team as well. Yeah. He's improved so much this year, but he's improved so much in like really, really Effort small areas, ways like that, that aren't, that aren't as visible. You know what I mean? Like his yeah. kick chase is fantastic. He's so He works you so hard. I mean? He's gone from being this sort of flashy player that a lot of Broncos fans we know were frustrated with to being a guy whose effort levels really lift everybody around him. Yeah, that's it. And, and it, it's great to see a player who sort of has that athleticism, but hasn't always known how to use it. It's great to see him sort of channel it in that way. Um, like Haas was just phenomenal again. I, I, I an underrated thing here was they scored those two tries in the second half when Haas was off the field having his having his breather, mm. and it meant that they were able to hold him off a little bit longer. And then he came back on, and I'm pretty sure in each of his first three carries he made it for 15 meters. And it was like how Tal Malolo used to be when he came on for his second stint, and it's just like, oh lord, he coming. There's a lot of great forwards out there. I think the gap between him and any other prop right now is, is oh, it's, perhaps it's, it's, as big it's, as it's, it's ever been. It's obscene. Like, but like Pat Carrigan was 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 really good again. Um, I really want to give a massive rap to to Kobe Hetherington. I thought he, I thought he was terrific off the bench. Like I, I, I like if you if you were really going to try and go after Brisbane, you would sort of look at that period that bench, when Haas yeah. is off the field, and you would think, well, that's the time when we can really like go after him and maybe tip the game in our favor. But Hetherington just sort of refused to to let that happen. He's someone who's always been really well known for his defense, like an outstanding physical defender and a pretty good passer too. But I don't think I've seen him have a yardage game. No, like Palacia as well, by the way. Both those guys off the bench just so Yeah, yeah. So I, I I watched this game. I watched this game with with Mitch. He came over to my joint to watch it, and we we're just sort of talking before the game. And I kind of said, What has why is Palacia getting the run ahead of to power? And he sort of said, Yeah, guys, yeah, man, like while you were away, Palacia turned turned in, turned awesome. You know what I mean? Just turned into a really, really effective bench middle, you know? And and he was right. I thought those two were both excellent. And they hope they both helped they both helped Brisbane sort of keep that control of the middle of the field at a time when the storm probably would have thought, yeah, well, maybe when Haas is off, we can we can sort of go after him. But they just refused to allow that. You know, it's quite like Brisbane sort of had one of those performances where there wasn't really a bad player, like Tyson yeah. Smith is kicking 40 twenties and all that, but revenge I thought, game. Yeah. I thought both the centers were both really strong as well. Mm. I thought Herbie did a lot of really, really tough stuff out of his own end. And I thought Staggs um, had some really quality touches as well. Uh, I, I always think with teams like Brisbane, who are sort of a little bit younger and having their first big finals run together, the time to get them is that first game. Because once a team like that wins their first game and they sort of realize that, you know, if they just do the things they've always done, if they just do those in the finals, things will be okay. Once they sort of figure that out, it's like they have nothing left to fear. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I think about uh, Penrith when they played the Roosters in the first week of the 2020 finals. They only beat them by a point, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it was a very important one for them. Or, you know, uh, taking it back even further, like the Roosters in that 2013 final against Manly. You know okay. what I mean? They, they, like, they, they sort of, they, they win that first game, they work everything out. And then all of a sudden they transform into something or they, they transform into what we've always sort of feared that they could become, you know? Yeah. And now Brisbane are like fucking sitting very, very pretty up there, man. Like they're either going to get the Warriors or the Knights coming up to Suncorp. 
like neither game would be easy, but like there's not a Broncos fan alive who isn't mm. thinking about the grand final the week after. Yeah, I was, I was, I'll tell you that much. I've been thinking about this a lot because like again, people talk about oh they've, they've this is like their first sort of big finals game together, and people are, and you know that, that old saying that people say, which I hate, because oh you've got to lose one to win one, or you've got to like sort of learn your lessons in the finals. And I get that I understand that some teams have done that. The Dragons come to mind. Souths in 2012, 13 before 14 come to mind, but like. Aside from like the dynasties that we've now had with like the Roosters and the Storm, like there's some other teams that just dropped in for a year and were sick, like the Tigers in 05. And I understand the Sharks in 2016 signed some veteran guys that year, but they were still a team with very minimal finals experience that came in and won a premiership. Like it has been done before. And there's no reason to me just watching the way that this Broncos team plays. And also when you factor in that, even when the Broncos were shit a couple of years ago, they, they matched up pretty well against the Panthers. Like there's, there's no reason for me to expect that these guys won't be in the grand final, much less challenging for the title. Well, I said last week, I think they're winning it all. Mm. Um, and I've like, and this is a team that I have high expectations for now, but they more than, they more than rose to the occasion. And I think it was it like, sometimes I think we can overstate hoodoos. Like I thought Adam Reynolds spoke really well after the game when he said, well, we're not the, we're not the Broncos that lost a thousand in a row against the storm or whatever. That was a lot of other Broncos teams. But I, I think they can play a part if you let them, you know? And so yeah. I think it was important for the, for the Broncos to sort of just leave that shit behind and sort of prove that, no, we aren't the Broncos that lost all these games to the storm. We're the, we're the new Broncos, which is the old Broncos, which is the Broncos who just kick the shit out of everybody, you know? Um, yeah. For this, for the, for the storm, I thought this really, this really showed up what we were talking about last week. This is a team with a very high floor, but perhaps, a ceiling that's not much higher. I also than that. said that, like, oh, if their spinal play well, then they're, they're the, the the minimum is that they'll be in the contest. I didn't factor in what happens if all of their spine have like career worst finals games. Yeah, well, I, I think I think maybe Hughes was a little bit more troubled by that knee injury than than perhaps mm. we took into account. I've rarely um, seen Grant be that bad in, in a well, big game. Grant Grant and Munster were funny. They both sort of had the shits from the start. Um, and Munster can be like that sometimes, but Grant, not as much. I was really surprised yeah. by that. And, and this was a, a very uncharacteristically poor performance from Harry Grant, I thought, in attack and defense. Part of that might be just because none of the Storm forwards could get anything going. Like, not one of them made over 100 meters. Like, Christian Welsh ran for 53 meters. Josh King ran for nine. Yeah, Tom Eisen, who ran for 39. for Solomona had some pretty good runs, but... I thought it was a mistake when the storm brought Katoa off and moved Sofa Solomon out of the edge, out to the edge, because after that it was kind of like, well, what do we got in the middle of the field? Oh shit, not much. Yeah, you know. And and there's a lot of guys like Marion Seve or Young Tonomapia who can do a job for you here and there over the course of a season, um, you know, because they're smart, capable footballers. But in the semi-finals, when you have to find something extra, I just don't know if they've got something extra to give. So guys like. Chase Blair or Bryson Goodwin for good teams in the past. It's like, yeah, they can get by with those guys well, for a few I weeks. Like but... You can you can carry like one guy like yeah, that. Yeah, but not not a couple. Not not two, and especially when you're matching up against a backline as dynamic as Brisbane's. I wonder what Justin Olin did, man. Um, I I I don't know. I don't know. I I do know that they have really really high standards down at Melbourne, mm. and even if you're a very accomplished player like Justin Olin is. If you're not meeting those standards, you're going to go away for a while. Well, it might be in the team this week. It's Monday. We'll preview the game on Friday properly, of course. We don't have team list yet, but it's looking very grim because, of course, uh, we may as well talk about it now, the the tragic injury for Ryan Pappenhausen. I can't yeah. remember. I can't remember being like this sort of personally affected by like a moment in a game that not only like, like you know, 
didn't involve my team, but was just sort of like a, a moment that I think every rugby league fan that we know was sort of collectively like, fuck. Like, yeah. obviously he's not dead, but like it, it was almost that level of somberness from the reaction of people. And it's like, this good, this dude is such a good dude. No one's got a bad word to say about him. Everyone knows he struggles to come back from injuries. 18 months out of the game, he plays, what, a game and a half of NRL. And he's gone again now probably for months if not like a big chunk of next season and it's just it's just so unfair it's just so unfair i know that uh, nrl physio did a, did his show about it last night there was also posting about it saying that there were some positives like apparently it's not as bad as first thoughts might not a compound fracture which is good news i guess but still obviously going to be on the shelf for months and months and again for a guy whose biggest attribute is is his pace this is now another serious leg injury where you question when if and when if he comes back how explosive he can be going forward and i know that that's not a that's not something that we need to be concerned about today but it is something that is worth thinking about down the line it just sucks because this guy when he's been healthy in the past couple of years has been one of the most electric players to watch in the whole nrl and we're now going to have another few months without him playing footy yeah well i i think like sort of he's he's such a high profile player and i feel like he's journey since that knee injury has been pretty high profile as well. And you've got to remember that not, it wasn't long before that, that he had the concussions as well. Mm. And that was a really big deal as well. So it's like, we've sort of been with Pappenhausen as he's gone through these injury troubles for nearly two and a half full seasons now, you know, and him coming back was such a good, such a good news story. It's such a thing that everybody in the game could feel so good about and then their reaction to sort of the the injury in the moment it reminded me a little bit of um remember when luke keely got concussed on monday night football that time so mm. luke keely is a, a linebacker for the carolina panthers really great player whose injury sort of got cut whose career got cut short until you said monday night football of... i wasn't sure whether you were talking about him or luke keery but both of <laughs> both both fit this both fit so yeah so yeah so so it was on monday night football and he and he got a pretty bad head knock and, and he came off the field crying. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't long after that that Hung he ended up. up hanging him up, you know, yeah. like it's, it's one of those things, like it's one of those things when, when we have so much sort of knowledge and, and, and intimate knowledge about what a fellow's been through and what he sort of battled with to see him sort of, to see it all get taken away from him again is a really, really tough thing. You know, like this is a very, very cruel sport sometimes, I guess mm. for a contemporary league example, I guess the, the 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 one that sprung to my mind was Ponga against the Tigers earlier this year, where he saw, he got knocked out. I think in the first couple of minutes or yeah. whatever. And after they'd been after he'd been shut down last season because of the head knocks and all of that, and you know you could just feel the air go out of the stadium when that happened because everybody knew what was happening and everybody knew what was on the line. So yeah, it's a t- it's a really really tough one for Pappenhausen and. You would you would hope that he's able to come back and 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 be this and and be the same or be similar to the player that we've seen, but like yeah, it's a it's a long road back. It's a long road back to to, to even where he was, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, the second game, and I think this is by distance the one that shocked us the least with the, with the result. I think once the Wise had those players out, there was only going to be one outcome, and yeah, it was a very very comfortable thirty two to six win. For the Penrith Panthers, who march on to the prelim final once again. What a story. What a, what a, <laughs> what a moment for their fan base. But yeah, uh, tough, real, real tough stuff for the Warriors. I'm, I'm glad for their fans that didn't get bageled, but this was this was a smash up from the get-go. 
Yeah, like I, I know we tried to kind of think about it in as positive a mindset as we could when Johnson got ruled out, but well, you really, tried. I said they were going to get punched. Well, I know, but you know, we try and we try and we try and you know look it's on true. the bright side on the show these days. But like the way that the Warriors' attack is constru- is constructed, it's it's really dependent on structure and on patterns and on people making the right decision to to create space somewhere that's a very classically constructed football team you know what i mean really good forward pack really good um, attacking structures through their halves and then kind of like a workman like uh two to five who are there more to finish than anything else if you take away that structure or at least the execution um required for that structure to to trouble teams all of a sudden you're left with something that Penrith are just going to swallow up defensively. The Warriors don't offload that much. They offload less than any team in the entire league. You know, they're second in the league for, for one pass hitups, you know, like outside of that structure, they, they attack quite conservatively. These aren't the Felitti Matteo Warriors. No, they aren't. And, Penrith ate that shit for fucking lunch. Mm. And they ate this for lunch, man. Like nine line breaks to zero seems bad. From from the jump, from the second the game started, they just looked they looked stronger, they looked sharper, they looked more sure of what they wanted to do and how they wanted to do it. You know, and I think a few of those Warriors guys who have improved so much this year kind of kind of went back to a bit of their old form you know marcelo montoya was throwing himself around but his hands let him down a couple rocco berry did well defensively they, they really i thought he had a, i thought he had a shocker i was mainly watching him for stephen crichton i shut him I, down a few times i don't but, know man i thought i thought he had a really really tough let's one. not waste time talking about how well rocco berry played <laughs> um i i maintain that this is the, like the only like really you can take anyone out of this team except dylan edwards and they're going to be fine it was great at the back again and like, yeah, as great as Jerome Luai is, didn't need him. Doesn't matter. <laughs> just win easily against a top four opponent. Uh, um, I, 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 st- I still think the most important players on the team are Cleary and Fisher-Harris. I could not disagree with you more. I think well, Dylan Edwards is the most they, they've never, They've never, they've never, like, I know they've had guys come in and spell Cleary adequately over the last couple of years. But in in big games, I think he's the one who supercharged. He was he was super like, like the big games, game. like, like the like the grand final, where Dylan Edwards won the man of the match last year. Well, remember the grand final <laughs> the year before when yes, Cleary won the, man of the match. Yeah, I remember the one the year before because they played a team that they played in the finals three weeks earlier, who they lost to because Edwards didn't play, and then he came back and they won, and he played really well. Okay, that's great. <laughs> well, Cleary was really good in this game. I think he's the one who supercharges their attack in big games because he, 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 he's a he's not sort of like the attacking savant that people want to paint him as. Sometimes that's something we've talked about on the show mm. before, but occasionally he can find some really nice, some really nice stuff, and it it sort of comes from more of a a a, a workman like vibe than an out and out brilliance vibe. But like that offload that he throws in the lead up to the Brian Toto try where he's got three blokes on him and he flicks it out the back. And then that creates the space out wide. Like that's really high level stuff. And then that attack uh, humming down the left-hand side, I felt like Cleary was probably a bit more left side dominant than he is usually. And I think that's because Luai wasn't there. I think he thought I'll just take a little bit more control down that edge and sort of balance us up a little bit more rather than working heaps of stuff down the right side because I'm the dominant playmaker that's still here. Yeah. I just, I just thought he was, was really, really good, really controlled the tempo of the match really well, really took him around the park the way that he has. I thought Liam Martin was really strong as well. Um, Had a great really, year. 
Yeah, it really brought field. really brought the physicality on on those on those Warriors edges, which is important because the Warriors draw a lot of a lot of strength and a lot of sort of structural integrity from their edges from Ford and Neocore. And they kind of got knocked around a little bit and were nowhere near as prominent as uh as, as normal. But yeah, I feel like I've seen this Penrith game a dozen times. It's just it's, times. it's slightly so, more points than they normally score. You normally see it to be like twenty to six, but they, they scored yeah. a couple of extra runs for the fans, wasn't it? Yeah, nice? just 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 for the punters. But yeah, like they just they just get it, they just got it done the way they always, always, always seem to, you know. And I'm trying to think of positives. Like I, I thought Wade Egan was in big strife, but he was fine ish. So hopefully he's okay for next week. That's yeah, the thought, only I, positive I, thought, I can think of. I thought Nickel Klukstad was was the Warriors best always by, works hard. By, by a fair, fair way, worked really hard. Did his did uh did his best to sort of cover things defensively as well as he could have, but like, yeah, this was a I, I think for for the Warriors to be competitive with Penrith, they needed Johnson there and they needed some stuff to go their way. Yeah, and Johnson wasn't there and nothing went their way. Yeah. So lots lots to try and work on before Friday. We'll see if Johnson plays. Goes, That's man. a big question mark. I love that Penrith are just so good that like. The, the only thing you can pick is like us passionately arguing about who out of like their best and second best players is you more seem, important. You seem more passionate about it than I do. Your like rebranding is a Dylan Edwards guy. He's so underrated. So underrated. Yeah. So underpaid. Yeah. Well, that actually you know might be heard? true. You know what I heard? I heard he's paying the Panthers for the privilege. That's right. On just that just for the love of the game. He still, yep, still mows the lawns and stuff as well. So <laughs> good on him. Working double duty. Um. Yep, uh, the game I attended on Saturday nights, a, a packed house of 78 people at Shark Park. <laughs> um, I, a really gutsy performance by the Roosters in a game that I don't think was of the highest quality, but I think Cronulla especially will look back on and think, geez, in the second half, we probably should have gone on and won this and we maybe stuffed this up. Yes, so this, this first half was a bit of a funny one because I felt like... The Roosters, whenever the game sort of settled into a set-for-set battle, it was the Roosters who were sort of winning those exchanges and Mm -hmm. moving up the field uh, well. And I felt that as as the first half was going on, that was becoming more and more apparent. I thought Cronulla started really, really strongly. And I actually thought Royce Royce Hunt in that first 20-odd minutes played some of the footy that he was playing last year. He finally, finally sort of got it back. And I was like, oh, wow, Cronulla really are looking – very, very powerful and very composed in this one and got that first try to Katoa off, you know, some really nice mm. execution from Hines. But then once I, once I, f- I feel like once the, once the benches came on, I felt like the Sharks sort of just got off the job a little bit and the Roosters were working their way into it. And then the Roosters execution was, 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 was pretty poor when they were attacking mm. the Sharks line. Um, and then the Sharks came up with some, some strong defensive plays as well, but I, I did feel like the longer the game went and the more, the more, the longer the ball was in play, the more it sort of bent towards the Roosters. Obviously, yeah. then that went that totally went to shit in the second half. That's where they. That's where they. They <laughs> when, lose, when, when everyone got injured. Well, so at one point, uh, at once, I think Spilly had to come back on at this point. I think he went off to get the jaw looked at, but he'd come back on. I think at one point when so Teddy was off on the sin bin. So Ali'i was off the field. Joe Manu was off the field. And they had an extra player. And it's like, this is the 10 minutes where you've got to put your foot on their throats and end the game. And they did get that one try to their credit, but they also left two on the board. I think it was Rayleigh chasing through that that loose the kick, kick on the left. And, yep. then didn't get, and then it was Ramian that dropped the ball over the line. But then the it, bit that it really... Wasn't, it wasn't quite on the line. He was hit, he was going to hit a hole. Yeah, but he was... Um, and he puts it down. Yeah. So 
And then, so that's that's a couple of tries you leave on the board. And then I'm usually a take the two guy, Nick, but at 10-6, when you know you've got Teddy in the bin for another, I think it was a, honestly just dead set on about two minutes left in the bin. It's like, if you take the two here, you're still only up by one score and you forfeit all this, the last two minutes of, of, of a 10-minute period where you've got a man advantage. Where, by the way, every time you've got the ball in that 10-minute period, you have basically made a line break because you're going left or right and you've just been stripping them because not only do they not have James Tedesco, they're playing back rowers at center and wing and stuff because half their half their players, uh, half their back lines off the field. So I really thought that they didn't take advantage of that and I really did question that decision to take the two there. I understand six-point lead better than a four-point lead, but I'd love to have seen them go for a try there because if they score there, the game's probably over, but 12-6 and then, well, sorry. What what do you what did you want to see him do differently, and who did you want to see do it differently? Like well, what, what 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 like what were you kind of looking for in that period that you didn't? Because I agree with you. I feel yeah. like they had him on they had him on the ropes, and it was like one more clean shot to the face, and the ref will wave this one off. Yeah. I, how I, how how should they have landed that? Well, shot? mate, it was just it was like they they did one early shift, and then it worked, and then they they they. They, I thought they wasted a couple of minutes of this 10-minute period by just going through the middle. And it was like, every time you go wide, basically, you're making a line break. Yep. Just keep going that way. And then I don't know if you saw the I don't know if you saw the freeze frame that was doing the rounds on Saturday night. There's a play where Braley looks up and he's got yeah. Nico with honest to God 23 men on four on the open side. Yep. And he goes short side. I think it's the same play that Ramian drops the ball. It is. Actually. It is. Yeah, I was but just about to bring that like, up. You've got six or seven on four. And you've got your best player, your highest paid player, your Dalian medalist, your star man calling for the ball, and you go the other way. And it's just like, it's, 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 I understand they could have scored anyway, but they didn't. And they would have walked over the line. There would have been a saloon passage for someone there. Love a saloon passage. Exactly. And I just feel like, you, you know, of all the problems the Sharks have, we talk about sort of their lack of aggression, their lack of killer instinct. They don't have. They don't have the killers that those great Sharks teams had a few years ago. They don't have someone there that's sort of guiding them to put their foot on the throat against teams. They don't have someone there that's going to help them in these big moments to make the right decisions, to be aggressive, to be assertive. And and it was, again, a big problem because then they take the two, Tedesco comes back on, the game kind of settles into a rut again. And as you just said, every time the game kind of settled into a, a set yep. for set exchange, set, set battle, that, that the, Roosters, the Roosters, that's where they thrive. And then they get the most Raiders-esque Raiders try to ever Raider. Josh oh, that Wong. wasn't even the most Raiders try of the weekend. <laughs> Come on. And then at that point, it's like, yeah, I, I'm like, yeah, they're probably going to go on and win this. They've, they've got Sam Walker, who, and again, no awareness by the Sharks at all on that field goal, by the way. Like, I, like there's eight minutes left. You have to at least entertain the prospect that they're going to take it. But he, he could have got out a picnic blanket and sat down and then got up again and kicked the field goal. There was no pressure on him whatsoever. Credit to him, still slots it sweet as a dime. And then... A dime sweet? I don't know. Just let me mix my metaphors. I'm rattled that <laughs> the Roosters have knocked out my two teams in back-to-back weeks. But um, yeah, and then again, you've got multiple chances to win the game after that. And again, I just thought the the, the execution wasn't great. I don't think the service from Braley was good enough. I don't think they were fast enough with those play the balls before those two field goal attempts. And again, especially on that James Tedesco charge and a fantastic effort by him to charge that play down. And the Roosters go marching on. But yeah, this is now their third finals loss in two years to go with zero wins. And... This one more than the... I, I think they could have won that Cowboys game. They got, I think they got pretty well beaten the following week, but they could have won that Cowboys game. And again, I feel like this one will be one that got away for them because especially in that second half, especially in the middle of that second half, they had more than enough ball and more than enough opportunity to put the Roosters away and they couldn't do it. And credit to the Roosters, they hung on with half their team sitting on the sidelines and they got it done and they, they're going through. 
Yeah, we can talk a m- bit more about the Roosters later. I kind of want to stick to the Sharks. It's um, it's an interesting one. I felt like Nico Hines like managed this game like really, really well for probably about the first fifty minutes. Um, and I, I think it was important for him to have a performance like that. And I know that there's some Sharks fans who listen to the show, listen to the show, who think I hate him and I hate Hines and all that sort of shit. I don't. It's just. I feel like it's easy to forget that he's still a player who's much closer to the start of his time as a, as a starting NRL halfback than he is to the end. Um, it was a similar point. Similar. I know there, I know that we make fun of the commentary teams and all that sometimes, but Paul Gallen made a similar point on commentary and so did Andrew Johns. It was sort of like they wanted to see Hines take that next step and really own and dominate a finals performance. And I felt like he was doing that. And then once Tedesco got sinbinned, it was like the rest of the spine just totally lost the run of themselves, mm. you know? And it was like Heinz couldn't manage the game because he just wasn't getting the ball. Like, like it's, it's, it's like, it's like Braley, who's normally like a pretty capable dummy half, just sort of like, just kind of lost. It was just sort of like, Oh, there's space everywhere. I just got to, I, I, I just got to get there. He, he played really frantic, you know, and Braden Trindle, who's a player I'm a tremendous fan of, I thought he played really frantically as well. I just felt like there wasn't a lot of composure from, from Heinz's sort of contemporaries in the rest of that spine, you know, and there's only so much he can do himself, you know, yeah. and like the stuff at the end of the game with the field goals and all that, 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 that's a, that's a different matter entirely, but yeah, it's, it's almost, I feel like, like Cronulla, Heinz, Heinz team almost took this game away from him. You know, because that one of, of where where they've got that big backline set and they've got Siwa Wong, like the Roosters got Siwa Wong in the centers and I don't even remember on the wing. Boy Allen, maybe? He might have been. Could have yeah. been some could have been somebody. Well, Sandon Smith was at fullback at one point. Well, yeah, and like Hines is like screaming for it. He's like, Yeah, like please now, like give it to me. Let me win this game for us. And and they just go the other way and you just like what are you doing? If, and if they go up fourteen six, the game. I honestly do think the game is over. Like, well, if if they score, if they, I feel like if they score two while Teddy's out, like because they score almost immediately afterwards, hmm. they get that first one, they get the second one after that. I feel like there's no coming back. Hmm. I feel like they could have even they would have they could have grabbed another one before Teddy came back on, or they would have just got that got that roll on, get on top, and the Roosters, for as much ticker as they showed, might have just sort of said, "Ah, oh, fuck!" Like you know, maybe this is the end. Maybe we don't have a sniff or whatever. But the Sharks just let him hang around. And also, hang, there was, there was hanging like around, hanging or, around. Four or five Kids occasions. He's got alligator blood. <laughs> the four or five times where the Sharks were working the ball out of their own end and a forward just dropped it, including, I think, Colhoun on the set before the Wong try. Like, there was, yeah. like, Jack Williams did it a couple of times. Toby Rudolph did it as well. It was like, boys, just hold on to the fucking ball and you're going to win the game. And it was just like, you can have errors. I understand no 10s are going to be perfect, but they had errors in the worst way, which is at your own end under no pressure four or five times. Yeah. They just do that. That's the thing. They just put themselves under so much pressure all the time. And they just let the roosters hang around, hang around. And then when Wong got that try, like there was still 10 minutes to go, but I was up when that happened. I was like, well, like they're going to win this now. I can't believe these jammy pricks are going to do it. Like if like, I know you hate the word momentum, but it felt like when they got that, when they finally got that try, it felt like that's them coming down the hill. Mm. And they're only going to pick up speed from here. And they kind of did. Like, I know I'm not a big stats person, but I want to throw some stats at you, bro. Okay. Can yeah. I do that? Sure. So like, I know there was so much talk about, you know, the Tedesco charge down and the Kiri charge down and all, and all these great plays that some of the big name roosters made. 
But I want to read you some of the numbers that some of their blokes put up in the second half. So Siwa Wong, who's rightfully getting all sorts of raps, he's, right? He's a footy player. He's a beast, man. 88, 88 meters from 11 runs. That's really good, right? Junior Palga, who's a 20, a, a 26 or 27-year-old winger who they dragged out of reserve grade and has played the last few weeks. He had 11 runs for 115 meters. And Terrell May, who has turned into a fucking beast. Yeah, what the fuck's up with that? Get 93 me. meters from nine runs. Ridiculous. 93 right. meters from nine runs. So, so the, that, that's that's what he put together in one half of footy. That's more than any Sharks player. It's significantly more than any Sharks pl- any Sharks forward except Toby Rudolph. You know what I'm saying? Their like forwards were. Oh, uh, the, 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 the star, like some stars made some big plays for the Roosters, but some really, really unheralded guys really stepped it up to, to, to keep I, their season alive. I forgot Rudolph's, Rudolph's error was 20 seconds before the field goal as well, by the way. So it went yeah. Jesse Colhoun error 40 seconds later at Roosters try, and then Toby Rudolph error 40 seconds later, Sam Walker field goal. And you just go, well, boys, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. What are it. we doing? That's it. And and the Roosters just like the Sharks gave, the, the Sharks gave them just enough, just enough chances to take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I know Tedesco was copping a lot of heat in this game. And if they had lost, he would have been, you know, hung up by the ankles again, like he was during the, he had to, they score if he doesn't make that play though. Well, uh, I don't know. I, I actually thought the sin bin on his part was, was, was really bad. I thought for a player of his experience, it was very funny. It was, uh, it was funny. Definitely. But like Collins was there. I think Collins could have made mm. that tackle on Hines. Collins is pretty quick. Um, So I just, I thought that was really bad game awareness from, from Teddy, but, and even though he probably stifled their attack a little bit and he made a couple of mistakes, pushing up and charging down that field goal, like that's a real, I know it's, it sounds so dumb. It sounds like a Gus Gould thing, but that's like, that's a play, that's a play that winning players make. You know what I mean? It was, the, it was, it was the same with Kiri. Like I know mm. they're old and they're busted and they might be a little bit washed, but in those really big moments, they know what it takes and they know what to do and they know how to dig deep when it looks like they can't do it. They might win you know? this week. Oh, mate, again Friday. Like the, the, but... the amount of the amount of the amount of ticker they showed in this one, I'm not I'm not, not writing them against off. them. I'm not writing, I'm not them, writing off. them off. Yeah, I want to. I, I think um, I thought Victor Radley had a really really good game at lock as well. I thought he got the the balance between his running and his passing really really correct. I thought it was his best game as a runner in in in, in quite some time. I was really impressed. We talked about Siwa Wong before. Jesus Christ, he's going to be an absolute headbreaker for a really, really long time, you know, but Angus Crichton had a really good shift off the bench as well, even when he was out in the centers. And I thought Brandon Smith played really, really physically again in the middle of the field. I, I guess that's kind of a, that's kind of almost like a key, like a trigger for him when he's, when he's robust, you know, when he's running in there and getting knocked around a lot, that seems to bring out, bring out the best of him, you know? Mm. Um, Again, we'll talk more about the roosters on the, on the Friday show, but, you're 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 the you're the more shark inclined. I, of, I just of, feel of like if they had like, what do you, what do you want to see from them in the future, man? Where where do they go? Sign, from here? Sign, sign two good forwards. Like honestly, it's it's obviously it, they don't grow on trees. But my god, it's like their backs every week make a thousand meters between them. Their back five, and then you look at their forward pack, and it'll be like Toby Rudolph has eighty three meters, and no one else has more than sixty. And it's like, mm. well, do you not see where the problem is here? Like sign. 
one of the, and again, I understand it's not just so you can't just go to the prop store and buy some props, but <laughs> mate, dude, you got to do so. You got to make a godfather offer to someone somewhere at one of these big clubs that's got someone coming off contract that's a big middle forward that can transform your forward pack around. I know that like that's what they wanted Dale Finucane to be a part of, and that, but it never really sort of clicked there because like he kind of had like one or two good seasons there, but he's well and truly fallen off the kit. But they just need like. They just need a head. They just need a head smasher in the middle, mate. And I just don't know where they're going to get one from. I like Toby Rudolph a lot. I think he can be the third or fourth best prop on a, on a Premiership winning team. I don't think he can be the best prop on a Premiership winning team. So Hayden in the you LA think, didn't you, play. He do you think patches. they need? Do you think they need like a marquee forward? Yeah, I think that yeah, that's the okay. that has to be. Do you, do you not agree? Like no, 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 I'm 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 just I'm just asking. It's like you look asking. at their bench, right? You get 12 minutes from Saul Tom. Did he get injured? I don't know what was going he on. He did. There. Yeah, he, t- okay. he tore he tore an abductor muscle. And, and they then, missed him. They missed him as well. And the the Oregon Trail. What is the point of him? Like, it just doesn't do anything. It's like yeah. I just don't understand the composition of their forward pack. Hamlin Uel is a good player, but again, not a guy you'd want to be your lead prop on a Premiership winning team. Whereas. They've got strike weapons all over their back line. Like, Sione Katawa is a great player. Ronaldo Molotar is a great player. Talakai and Ramian, very, very good. They've got clangers in them, but very, very good players. Nico Hines, not, nothing needs to be said. Braden Trindle grew into his role each week, I thought. Had some bad moments in this game, but overall, I thought grew into the role more and more as he settled into that number six role. And then, of course, Will Kennedy didn't even play. So they've got plenty of talent in the backs, but the hooker is an issue, and they need one more forward. And I... Getting a hooker is difficult. There's that, like they especially don't grow on trees, but I'd be I don't know I'd be sniffing around the Raiders for Wolford or Starley or whichever one of those guys is out of favour. Maybe 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 seeing if there's something there, and then I'd be banging on someone's door for a prop. I don't know who, but there's there's like Harvey Sele would have been a great guy to pick up. There's a little did. there's a little bit of talk that they're keen on Trey Mooney. Okay, is it the from, Raiders? From the Raiders, which, yeah. Which which would be a really a Really good signing for them. I would really like that for Cronulla. I'd hate that as a as a Raiders fan and a big Trey Mooney guy. But yeah, man, I I don't know. It's and I I, I think that this final stuff is now. It's really. I think it is starting to impact. It's a thing now. It's manifested itself. You know? Can they like? Is Luke Thompson guaranteed definitely going back to England? I I don't know. Make him make, a, make him he'd an be, offer. Be, he'd be a nice fit. Um, like, fuck. Like all the all this stuff we're talking about. Um. They still could have leveled the scores of Trindledon throw, or they could have had a shot at leveling the scores of Trindledon throw that really dumb pass to Talakai right at the end. That's true. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know how you sort of fix that, whatever that is. Yes. You know that that like we talked about how Brisbane was so willing to sort of go through their process to get to victory. I feel like Cronulla don't do that. I feel like they don't build their way into games. Maybe it's a personnel thing. Maybe it's a, a, a mindset thing. I don't know. But I feel like they try and cut to the chase all the time. Well, they, they don't have that many close games on their resume, do they? Well, that's the issue. Like Sometimes they have close games, but they, they'll be like that uh, that Eels game earlier this year, like when they, they rocketed out and scored a bunch of points the first half and they, they held them off at the end. They don't have sort of games that go back and forth that they end up sort of being on the winning side of. I can't really think of... Many off the top of my head this year, especially that they were, they've had close games again. Like that South game ended up being close, but they were twenty six nil up in that game, and then South scored a couple of late tries. Have they had a close win this year? Like a game that sort of teetered back and forth, and they won it. I can't think of one. In fact, the last time I think they won a game like that would have been that South game at Cronulla last year, where Latrell missed the field goals. Okay, so the last win they had by one score was against Manly earlier this year. 
They beat Manly 20 to 14 up at. But they're up 20 nil in that game. Well, they're up 14 2 at half time. 20, so, yeah, 20 to 2 at one point. I, yeah, Manly I guess, I guess, like right. in terms of like pulling a, a, a tight, out, pulling out a tight win. You've got to go back to 2022. I, yeah, I guess you do. So maybe that's it. Maybe they just don't have the reps in that sort of. Well, it's a problem. Like you either, you either, in that sort of contest. You either curb stomp a bad team or you get handily beaten by the good teams or on the rare occasion like the Seattle Cowboys games you handily beat a team that you thought was going to give you trouble they just it's I don't know what you do you can't like you can't play down to bad opponents to try and get more reps in in close games like obviously that's a send the Jets, and send, the Jets send the Jets out like, there. you can't do that obviously <laughs> but that's now that finals game last year against the Cowboys also very similar game very close game hung in the balance and they didn't win it so yeah, that's I guess the main knock on them, right? Is they just don't have experience of sort of winning these arm wrestle games at all, and I don't know how you get it. What did you What did you make of Craig Fitzgibbon's comments after the game? Uh, refresh my memory. I saw it on the night, but so someone asked him about uh, not about taking the two when Tedesco was off the field and not sort of being able to close the game out in that fashion. And Fitzgibbon, who's a, normally a very sort of composed kind of guy. It's not like he blew up. This wasn't, this wasn't Ricky Stewart style or nothing, but he kind of said like, Oh, you know, I thought the Roosters had a great scrambling defense, but you know, uh, you guys will put it on us and say it was our bad attack. You'll only focus on what we did poorly, not what they did well. I'm paraphrasing there, but I, I don't know. I just thought it was a bit of a strange comment because I think it's fair to ask questions of, of your method in big games when you've lost three, three home finals in a row like this. Yeah. You know, I think it's, I think it's pretty clear that even though they sort of slid down the ladder this season, I think the team now is in a pretty similar place to where the team was last year, hmm. you know, where it's like they're, they're very capable, but they're not of that top echelon. Right. And I feel like for everything that happened to them this year, for all the ups and the downs and everything that happens to them over the course of the season, I feel like they've ended it in a pretty similar place to where they started. Hmm. And I think it's going to keep being that way until they find Whatever it is they're looking well, for, it's, when they it's, it's find like, that, when they find that, like that last five percent that Penrith's got and Brisbane's got, and last year Souths had at, at mm. times, you know, like that last little bit that the very, very best teams have. I feel like Cronulla don't have it, and I don't know how they get it. Neither I don't do know. I. Well, like maybe, maybe they sell it at the fair income department. Well, they got to get down. But there. I don't get. To, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't. I don't shop there, so I couldn't tell you. No, nor do I. But they they got to find that last that last bit. That last bit, yeah. and I don't know where they find it, but they really need it. Really, I, really. And bad. going back to that, like uh, seriously, like they've got Kane, Lynette, J- uh, Sean, Kenny, Dow, and Sam Parrott defending on on the wings and in the centres in the last twenty minutes of this game, and they don't capitalise <laughs> on it. Like, I think Brent Gross was out there at one point. Like, well, I've, I've like Lynette, Kenny, Dow, and Parrott. Two of those blokes are still playing in England. Shit, really. That's it, yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> Kenny Dow and Linnet. I think they're at the same club too. I think they're both at Hull KR. Good on them. They're probably Good way younger him. than I thought. Yeah, Kane Linnet's 34. That's, that is younger than I thought. Hull KR, shout out, the boys. Scotland's finest, Kane Linnet. But yeah, uh, uh, an opportunity lost for, for Cronulla and a great win for the Roosters. What, did you, I, I, maybe I just don't pay attention to things, but I didn't realize they played the away team's team song after finals games if they won. I yeah, was, so, I thought that was some AFL bullshit. No, 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 no. So the match day, all the match day stuff in I knew it was neutral stuff, but I didn't realize run, they played. He's run by the NRL and yeah. not by the club. I guess so I just when, never. So the first time I remember this happening was when the Sharks beat the Raiders. Oh, and they played up. Did they play up Canola? They, up played, they played up up Canola. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so to my, to how my was Sharks, the, right? Oh. How was the vibe down at the 
pretty yeah, somber on the way out. But like, yeah, I had some guys behind me who were like, oh, fuck it, man. Let's start walking to Northies now. And to their credit, one of their mates was like, mate, there's five minutes left in the finals game. We're losing by one. I'm not fucking leaving. And I was like, well, that guy gets it. The rest of these guys, Jesus Christ. I do think the finals does bring out. coming off the bench. There's a bit, it's a bit of a boomer take, but I think you'll agree that like the finals do bring out a level of like casual fan that sort of doesn't really care that much. So you, you do get some people that aren't as engrossed in it as others. But yeah, the, it got very quiet in the second half as well. I think that that's a thing that you and I were talking about the other day, because obviously you've now had your big trip around America and experienced those crowds as I have in the past. And it's like, well, we just don't create the same level of like sustained atmosphere at footy games here. We just don't. No, no, we really don't. We really don't. But, but uh, yeah, yeah if, there you're is a much fan, of... if you're a Sharks fan and you're walking out of Shark Park to fucking, here come the Roosters, <laughs> the best you've ever, like, fuck me. The Just, red, yeah. white, and Bloosters. Bloosters the, isn't even a word. The Eastern Suburbs team. Yeah. yeah they did. Um, like, again, we'll talk more about the Roosters later in the week, but I thought this was their best win since the so team grand final. And I, I think it could be an important win for them. Maybe not this year. They might have done their dash this year. But if you look at their record in big matches since that 2019 grand final, it's not great. Well, they've only won. This is only the second finals game they won. And the one they did win was that bullshit Titans game where if Patrick Herbert passes the ball, they lose that too. Yeah, yeah. Like So they go go out straight sets in 2020. They have that win in 2021 and then get bounced again. They got bounced by Souths last year. I think, you know, their record against... Against you know your your Penriths and your South Sydney's over the last couple of years has has not all not been all that strong. So putting together that last round win over Souths and then this win here, like I know they've been sort of been all over the road this season, and I don't think they've been any. I don't think they've been as good as anyone thought they were going to be. But but here they are. Yeah yeah, and and maybe this is the maybe this is the start well, of something great for them. Like not something this year, but next year or the year after. Maybe they've sort of really found that that edge that they that they always used to have. Maybe they got it back. We put a line through them on July 27th when they lost to Brisbane at the Gabba, and now it's mid-September. I was I was already on my trip on July 27th, so you put the line through them. Okay. It's the Perhaps I, being the wise, all-knowing <laughs> football person who's never wrong about anything, did not put the line through them. No, I'm pretty sure I put a line through them several weeks before. Yeah, I think we, I think we were doing a weekly bit where we put the line through them every time they lost. But hey, uh, you know what? We weren't. It was the Kendall. It was the Kendall Logan Roy style. Like, am I going? We're calling it. Am I yeah. underlining it or yeah. am I crossing it out? Uh, we, we we may never know. We should have called this game for Cronulla. <laughs> then the network sort of reported it. And Wom's, would have been no Wom's games wouldn't let it go down like he this. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Uh, okay. Uh, and the game you went to. Uh, your boys. Oh, motherfucker. This one was crazy. I'm glad that after like two very shit. And we did we did kind of talk, touch on this on Friday about how like those 1v4, 2v3 games don't have the same level of like yeah, fire to them. Yeah, they're even rarely, when they are they're good rarely games. as good as I want them to be, even, even if it's good teams playing If each you other. could choose between the knockout games being blowouts and the non-knockout games being blowouts, it's an easy choice. And we got Hell two yeah. very tight, very tense fixtures. I thought this one was a lot higher quality than Saturday night. I thought Canberra especially played at a level I've not seen from them in a while, but I'll let you take the lead on this one. Of course, your boys, they went so bloody close. Yeah. So I said on the show last week that I I, I didn't, my expectations for this one were pretty low, but I knew I'd wake up on Sunday and be like, what if we won? I did text you. What if we just won? And I thought, you know what? I, uh, no one wants to no, on the day is like no one wants to hear fucking oh well, we're gonna lose so what's the point like who cares man like get get swept away in it like lie to yourself you know like see see 
see how excited you can get before before it all comes crashing down on you, right? So I was driving a few fellas up to this to this game and you know, we all, all sort of went and picked them up and had my pump up, one of my pump up playlists on, and I sort of said, All right, so no, I don't want to hear any negative Raider talk. Like this yeah, is that's a, fair. in this car, we're deluding ourselves and thinking the Raiders have a chance. And it probably after about an hour of us just like talking wild shit about how good Canberra were and how knew he was going to go home and cr- crying and all that sort of shit. I actually started believing it. Good. I, re- I, 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 re- I really did. You have against, to, man. There's no fucking against, point watching against, if you. Like, against my better judgment, I was just like, I, oh God, I, I think they're going to do it for no reason whatsoever. In defiance of all of all logic and everything that we've seen this year, I think they're going to do it. Let's go. Let's go do it. Let's go check it out, man. Yeah. Look, I mean, it, you have to, though. You have to. Yeah. Like, if you you're do. not going to sit there. Like, dude, I'll remember, I'll never forget, the in 2017 in the finals, Mitch titled the episode Miracle in Melbourne after he spent 20 minutes on the show talking himself into how the Broncos were going to spring an upset at Amy Park. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Melbourne Storm 30, Brisbane nil. But that doesn't matter. That's You've got right. to believe. And if you don't believe, why are you watching? Why are we doing this? What's yeah. it all for? So I'm glad you had that attitude. So we get so we get up, we get up to Newcastle and the stadium is everything you think it's going to be. Like yeah. there are people absolutely everywhere like the place is hanging off the roof 1965 grand final with knights fans like i swear to god there were people trying to break in like queues were massive like snaking around the block people trying to get into the ground early and all that sort of deal and like it, it starts up and the knights get that early try and i think the knights thought that they were going to come in and just blow canberra away i thought that they're going to come out in the first 20 really blast them up Canberra are going to have nothing for him and the Knights were just going to run away with it, which the way Canberra has been playing was a reasonable assumption. That's the way everybody, including me, said that the game was going to go. But then I thought I thought the Raiders showed up and played with sort of an intensity and a physicality and a willingness to throw themselves around and like really try and hurt the Knights with the ball and without it. That like the, like the, the, the best Raiders teams of the last five years have had that. And it's something that this current team has sort of, this team in the last couple of years, it, they can find it occasionally for 10 minutes or 20 minutes, but rarely through an entire match. But this time I thought they really had it. And that started to pay dividends, starting with that great white and shot on Gagai where Schiller ended up scoring. Hmm. And when you play that way, when you are throwing yourself around and you're winning as many physical, as, as many of the, the, the 50-50 physical contests as possible, Shit goes your way. It just like it just does. That's yeah. just how sport works, man. If you go hard, you get bounces and things work. And that's what started to happen. The reason they got that Trey Mooney try off the dropout isn't because it was a short dropout. It's because Mooney caught it and dragged four blokes over the line from mm. nearly ten meters out. You, you know? know, like it's a it's a it's a fluke him getting it. It's not a fluke him driving over the line like that. No. That's, that's that's that was unreal. Well, you know what I thought at halftime. What? I thought the Canberra Raiders are giving Newcastle a lesson in finals footy. Team. Yeah, yeah, they, they were. were and, and what happened was, is when the Raiders started to take control of the game, they got up by 10 points. You could feel the crowd like getting really tense, like, oh, th- this was not how it was supposed to be. It was not meant to go down like this, you know? And the, the, the toughest fights, I think, are, are always the fights that you don't expect, the ones that you don't see coming. And the, and the Knights didn't really see it coming. And I'll be honest with you, man, second half, you know, when they all run out there, Hastings is gone because he's 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 banged up his ankles. I was I was like, I I think they're gonna do it. I know I know they can do it, and I think I think they're mm. going to. Um, 
And then we have the first uh, twist in the tale. Jack White bit someone. How did South not play and still lost this weekend? <laughs> Fuck me. He's not going to, he's going to get like a six week ban for this. Like, Okay. Okay. Sorry. Jack White allegedly, allegedly bit someone. Allegedly yes. bit someone. <laughs> allegedly bit someone who showed very clear teeth marks that were caught by the camera. <laughs> of all the and guys to, of all the guys to bite too. Like, Jack White basically said, my mouth can't disappear to the referee. Just where is he supposed to go? Where's his, where's his mouth supposed to go? Okay, so obviously this uh, was controversial. Mm. Um, I I know there was a lot of complaints that Whiten didn't get sent off. They followed the processes correctly. That's the thing. The, the, the protocol with a biting complaint is quite strange, and it's sort of like, I don't think it's been updated since like nineteen. It's like a, it's like challenging someone to a duel. <laughs> it's kind all this of honor so stuff. What's what's meant to happen is is if, if a player thinks he's been bitten, he's meant to make a complaint. Match official, I have been done a misdeed, <laughs> sir. You have chowed down upon thine arm. Hmm. But so, uh, if if you think you've been bitten, you're meant to go to the ref and complain about it. The ref checks, checks like little checks your arm, sees if anything's missing. Ask the player, do you want to go on with this? Like, that's the official thing. Do you want to, like, take this as far as it can go? If the player says yes, then the bunker checks it. Then if it's a clear bite according to the bunker, you can send off, right? You can't actually be penalized for a bite without a send off, you know? So that's why Whiten gets put on report, but there's no penalty. In the view of the bunker, there was not, it, it was not clear enough for a dismissal, right? And yeah. people will say there was that NRLW thing earlier this year where the girl was bitten and someone got sent off. That referee on that night did not follow the established protocol. I'm not saying that this is the way it should be. I'm not saying that this is the right way to, it's just the way it is. to get biting out of the game, but the rules, that is, that is the rules as they are written, you know? Jack Whiten bit someone and Canberra got a penalty. Yeah. Again, again, they they have not been up. These rules haven't been updated in a really, really long time, Mm. but that's why it went down that way. The Knights won this game because of the bite. I think it fired them up. It woke them up. It woke them up. It woke the crowd up. And after that, I thought Kalen Ponga was magnificent. I thought he, I thought he was, Absolutely fantastic! I thought he was—he was everything that you would want a, a, a one point five million dollar a season player to be. I, I felt like we could all see him becoming the player that he has always promised to be. Mm. You know, like his team—his team needed something. His team needed somebody to reach up and grab the sun, and he was the one that did it. Do you know what it immediately reminded me of? By the way, what's that? It reminded me of the Richard Villasanti headbutt in the 2002 Grand that's Final. A, that's a very good parallel. Because that fired the Roosters up in the same way, and they went on with the job after that. If people don't remember, Richard Villasanti flew in, headbutted Brad Fittler, and the Roosters. It was, I think, 8-6 to the Warriors at that point. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it kicked the Roosters into gear, and they ended up winning 30-8 to eight or something. So, yeah, it, that was the, immediately that sprung to mind. And then the inverse of that, dude, is that I felt like Jack White knew he stuffed up and was trying extra hard to try and – make a difference and you know the 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 the, the first um the first ponga try comes from white and shooting out of the line and trying to put a shot on trying to make a play because he's i think i think feeling like he's let his team down but instead uh, 
Um, sorry, not the, sorry, pass it to, yeah. to Dom Young. But the first, yes. the first Ponga yeah. try comes from that really good offload from Fitzgibbon, which yeah. that was a play they were looking for. Sorry, I meant the Dom Young try where Ponga makes the line that, break. That, 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 that Ponga try was, well, that can just happen if they execute yeah. it really well. They got Fitzgibbon on Fogarty. It was a legs tackle. Fitzgibbon was turning as he was hitting the line. Like he looks for that pass all the time. But you're right. Those 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 next two, the Dom Young try and the Dane Gagai try, came from really bad White and Reeds defensively. He drops um, the ball for the Dom Young breakaway try too, right? Yeah, he taps it back you to no one. And Dom Young goes the length of the field and scores. And when he when Young scored that try, I was kind of like, oh shit! Like I, That's I really thought, it. yeah, I thought, I, thought, I really thought we had this one. That's incredibly annoying. It's incredibly annoying that White and Center has cost us this badly, but. You know, guys, just like don't get blown out. So at least we still, at least that first half can mean. I did think something. when Matt Frawley scored, geez, that was easy. And yeah, apparently, apparently it was a clear obstruction that just no one checked. Well, Frawley scored that try, and the the silence of the crowd was really, really notable. I think that like, they forgot they were only winning by twelve points. Dude, I forgot they were only up by twelve. Like you Frawley scored, you and, scored like, oh. and I looked up at the board and I was like, we're only a score down, and there's fifteen to go. Yeah. And the Raiders improbably are coming home the stronger, mm. you know, like, and then eventually, eventually they get it with some, so a really nice interchange of passing with. I White thought this was a great try. Tapping, yeah, try. it was a great try. Yeah. It was a great try. And then the other, the other side of the Raiders sort of stuck up its head, and that's something that has been a problem. What percentage of you when Adam Ellie gives that time. penalty away? What percentage of you thinks you're winning that game in eighty? One hundred and one percent. That you're not going to get there. No, no, one hundred one percent that we were winning. Oh, really? Yeah, I one, thought yeah, there's absolutely. no way they correctly set for a field goal. Right, by that, by that point, my belief was total and That's absolute. Fair. Were I you in the box fr- or on the hill? I was in the box. Yeah. Okay. So how was that? Uh, uh well, I was lucky. Um, because the because there was so many people covering the game. You in the overflow? Uh, I was I was in an overflow. Oh, that's line, good. That's all right. You can with, cheer from the overflow. I was there. I was there with Martin, journalism, Gabor. Yep. George Clark, um, Dan Welsh, who writes for the Herald, who's a friend as well, and then an NRL official who's 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 a friend too. Um, and I wasn't like going crazy because, like, you know, we're all still working and all that, and you have to have some manner of professionalism. I'm a big believer in that, but you know, I, I was able to sort of, of course, of you can't, out. you can't, a little, not, a little, a little, a little bit nothing. more than usual, which was which was probably good and healthy for me. Um, yeah, like. When it gets that close, man, when it's like, and you're like right on the edge, you're right on the believe. edge of the blade. Like, I guess you can't it, remove like yourself from the, the reality the of type shit. I guess no, dude, I'm, I'm moment... saying that when it's like that, I think every Raiders field goal is going over. Oh, okay. I don't care how badly they set for <laughs> it. I don't care how badly him. they strike it off the boot. I'm like, yes, this is supposed to happen. God's going to fucking. Yeah. Put this one over. That was funny. I saw people on Twitter saying Tarpane took a dive. It's like there's blood coming out of his face. Yeah, what, are you, what are you talking about? Like, what are you doing? Um, yeah, I thought Fogarty was going to kick it. I thought Frawley was going to kick it on the rebound. Can you I imagine have, the break I the might have said. I might have said break the Nasta out loud. I don't actually remember. <laughs> um, and then we go time? into extra time, and I, I felt like Canberra had the better run of things. I thought the Knights looked really, well, again, really well, you, get, you get one and, play again at the end of the first half of extra time. Yeah. And I thought, I thought, I thought the, the, the Knights looked really gassed. I thought Canberra's physicality had really taken a toll on them. And I felt like Canberra were the ones who were rolling up the field, the better. Um, but then, yeah, it was just more poor game management from the Raiders when it counts. Like I know that they, they missed that field goal off the scrum. That's already a bad, a bad blue Fogarty should have been further back. But the reason they have that scrum is because Whiten puts up an insane bomb that from kick dummy went half. So high, but it did go super high. But it's also like, why is the dummy half putting up a bomb instead of us taking a ping at 
at field goal. That's you Canberra know? Raiders football, baby. That's Canberra Raiders footy. And then Fogarty puts the kick out on the full. Um, Hudson Young is done for the six again. They force the error and it turns into a penalty. It's the 100% the right call. Ponga kicks it and that's the end. Then it's... By the way, what a ridiculous rule, by the way, if they just get a six again there. It's like, oh, you don't think they'd want a penalty? Yeah. In, in, oh. the, in the 89th minute of a tied game? You don't think they'd yeah, want to imagine, shot a goal? Yeah, imagine imagine the six again being controversial in a big finals game. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> and that was it. And um, I got I was a lot more affected by losing this game mm. than, I, than I thought I was going to be. Um, maybe it's because I just worked myself into a lather and just I yeah. genuinely believe my own bullshit about about the Raiders having a chance. Maybe it's because finally, 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 after months and months and months of waiting, they finally turned into the team that I always thought they could be because this sort of football's always been in them. You know what I mean? These guys could always So play many of these way. guys had like their best games of the season. But guys like yeah. Solo and, and Gula were fantastic. Oh, Joe Tarpanay like, is, a, is a beast. Rapana was fantastic as well. Well, we, we can get to individual performance in a second, but like I, I, I always felt like this was in Canberra somewhere and sort of getting it all out and climbing off the canvas the way they did when it looks like the game was gone after that big night's run. And it just, if they'd won this game, they would have gone over to New Zealand this weekend and gotten killed. Like I understand that the Raiders put <laughs> everything. They put everything into this game. They were treating this game like, like it was the last roll of the dice, which it was. And they just put so much into it and, 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 and they went so hard. And even for all the things that they buggered up, even for as stupid as the team is assembled right now, even with all the guys they had missing, like Horsburgh and Papali'i and and all of them, I still feel like they should have got it. I still feel like they I feel like I mean, they blew it. Yeah. You know, well, like we didn't we didn't even talk about your man Arta Mariota holding himself up. Okay, so I, I I understand that I was probably biased in that moment. I thought that was a try. It's real close. I yeah, I thought I thought one of the was, closest I can ever remember. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if they award that a try, it doesn't get overturned. Yeah, so that's I, it. Like, I don't know, dude. The, the, really way, the, way, the way the video ref process goes, there I, there was not sufficient evidence to overturn this. I also feel like if it's your that, own hand like, is under the ball, if it's your own hand, it should probably just be a try. Yeah. But, but like those those Fogarty kicks at the end, I felt like I really rate Jamal Fogarty, um, but I felt like those like, end of the game moments were a time where you could really see that a lot of his experience is in yeah. reserve grade and not first grade. Not a great time to just, be bombing over the sideline. No, but it's no, it's more on the field goals. It's it's like I thought his 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 drop was really, really slow. He took he took a really long time like to to strike the ball. And it's the sort of thing where in reserve grade where the guys are a step slower, those kicks probably go over. But it's the first and they're a step faster, so they don't. You know, it was funny. Um mm. on Saturday night I was having a bit of a laugh with a few of the boys about Sam Walker's field goal. And we said that was a boys' field goal. It wasn't the composed confident strike of a man it was the little poking kick of a, of, a, of an under 12s play it was a child's field goal yeah like and that was just, we're like we were just have, we were just having a laugh because sam walker doesn't have the biggest boot on him that was a great great kick but he showed an adaptability in that moment that fogarty did not you don't need to kick the shit out of the ball every single time you know just it just has to go far enough you know and there was something that walker was able to adapt to in that moment that fogarty wasn't wasn't quite able to do, you know? Um, but yeah, man, it just, it just sucked. It just sucked because I, I, I didn't realize how badly I wanted this uh, probably until halftime. You know, I try not to, I try not to let what other people say about my team get to me. 
because people are going to say what they want, what they're going to say. Like, and it not, it doesn't change the way I feel about him or anything like that. But I, I guess I'd underestimated how annoyed I was by people saying how shit Canberra were, you know, in this game not, or in general, in general, in yeah. general. And it's like, it's not, a, it's not as if the talk wasn't warranted because they have been really bad for the you most part. You did Newcastle by 26. Yeah, no, 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 no. But like, I, I, I understand, I understand all that. I understand why everyone was saying everything they said. And even if it was true, I can still be annoyed by it. Yeah, you know? of course. And it probably it probably annoyed me a lot more than than I even thought myself. Um, yeah, and like the 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 last Raiders game of the season, the hours after that, and then probably the day after that is like it's my least favorite time of the entire it's year. The maximum amount of time before more Raiders. That it that mate, honestly, that's it. It's the longest possible time before I get to see him play again, and. That's the thing. I like. I, there's only, I think, been one time in my life where I was like really happy for a Raiders season to be over. For the most part, it's like it, it almost never matters how bad they are. Like I, I always want to see in the We'd next. Still week rather because, have footy than not. Footy. Well, the next, like the next game, might be the one where it starts getting better. You know, and for me, the finals are less about going further in the finals. It's just about getting one more game. Just getting one more game in. You know, and. When and when it's when it's over and I don't sort of have him around anymore, like that's when that's when I make bad decisions. I get really vulnerable. Did you I buy do the dumb jacket? stuff. I so most most of the time the bad decision is like, you know, texting an ex or something like that. This year I was thinking, what if like and this was on the drive home last night, I was like, maybe this is this is the time when I get the Ryan Gosling jacket from drive yes. with the scorpion on the back, obviously. And you think this is a really good idea. Yeah, of course. Well, what if I like stuck, became a stunt driver and walked around with a toothpick and stunt man, struck up, I know struck, it's a movie, but still struck up, a, struck up a relationship with a, with a single mother and all that sort of man, thing. Drive's like, such a fucking good movie. Underrated. It's such a good movie, dude. Maybe dude, that I, can be me. Maybe I've uh, look, I bought dumb shit. Like I bought, uh, I bought a mighty ducks Jersey one year. With Adam Banks on the back, don't regret that. I bought a full set of Pokemon badges once, don't regret that. Bought a Toon Squad Daffy Duck jersey once, don't regret that either. Buy the jacket. <laughs> Who cares? Buy stuff. Yeah, yeah. So bad decisions are probably incoming. Please protect me from myself. You'll be um, fine. Let's let 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 let's let's talk about some actual footy. We can bounce back to the Raiders later, but we've just done a lot on them. So let's do some stuff on the Knights. Uh yeah, you you we t- we touched on Ponga earlier, but um Well, I actually I actually want to hear more. You said yeah. The Raiders played finals footy a lot more than the Knights did. Do you want the to Knight, expand so on that the, a little bit? So what people thought Brisbane might do in their game on Friday is what I thought Newcastle did in this game, where they had the big occasion that year, like sort of all uh, this year of hard work and that sort of the, the ghosts of seasons past in the background, all this was building up to this ferocious home crowd in a big finals game, in a game you expect to win, much like the Broncos. But unlike the Broncos, I didn't think that, Newcastle came out and executed at all. I thought they were, we talked about the organized chaos that Brisbane had where they sort of towed the line between uh, getting on with the job and sort of chancing their arm a bit. I thought Newcastle were chancing their arm far too much. I thought they were disrespecting the football far too much. I thought they expected that they could just show up and win this game. And I think that was evidenced by the fact that I believe at halftime they'd completed nine sets, which is catastrophically bad. And, they were out on their feet. And I, I don't know whether it was, I think the bite played a part. I think halftime probably played a part too, where they got in the sheds and sort of were able to sort of get an account of themselves better. But yeah, the, the first half felt like this was a team that didn't know what they were doing. They, they, they were frustrated by the Raiders tactics with the Raiders aggression, with the Raiders looking to sort of push the envelope in the ruck on every single tackle. And they, 
and, and you know, in the finals, for better or worse, you can get away with that stuff more. You just can. Yep. And I thought they were getting very frustrated. They were they were trying to do too much every time they got the ball. They had and a guy like Dan Gago, who's I would probably assume their most experienced finals player, if you factor in all those runs By he had far, yeah. with Souths, has those two terrible errors, bombs that try. Like they are they are trying to do far too much, far too often. And then when the crowd is sort of gone silence, especially sort of in the back half of that first half, I thought, holy shit, like this is, they're going to be like, you remember when the Ravens had that amazing season and then got bounced in the first week of the playoffs by the Titans a couple of years ago. They're going to, it's going to be a day like that where the whole home crowd and even Harry Ramage, God love him, the most, who picked them to come 16th on the show early at the start of this season. I was texting him on the morning and he was as confident as I've ever heard him be about the, his beloved he night. Sent, he sent me a video at like 7 a.m. and it was just him yelling, you know where you are? You're in the jungle, baby. When he called me in the uh, when he when he called me on the drive up, he screamed, Do you know where you are? You're in the jungle, baby, <laughs> when I said hello. So yeah, they were as confident as they'd ever been. And of course the inverse is that you and the other Raiders fans were as pessimistic leading into the game as, as you could have Not been. On anyway. the day. On Not the day. on the day, on but the day in the in the week. Changed. And so for all of that to just get to this emotional bubbling point, the 40 minutes or so for 45 minutes, it was a bit too much for him. It yeah. was a bit too much for him. And then God bless Jack Whiten, if you're a Knights fan, I suppose, because I think it all just swung so much of this game and maybe this season, because I think the Knights can go somewhere in this. I think they can beat the Warriors next week and really make a fist of this. So much of this season swung on that bizarre moment. And yeah, I, 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 if I'm a Knights fan, I'm feeling more relief than any other emotion. Yeah, that's the funny part. That's the funny thing. I feel like, Canberra's stock in defeat rose higher than Newcastle's did in victory, mm. you know? And I, I do think Newcastle not, not, not got away with one, but I felt like Canberra's inability to close out the game. And then a couple of those key that that sort of key error that Fogarty made kicking the ball out on the full, that sort of brought the Knights yeah. into it. I, I, I thought, thought like they've really, their, their forwards especially really, really struggled to, to match it, to match it with Canberra, even with Canberra losing Herpapuru in the first five minutes or whatever. But the things that really shone through for the Knights for me with Ponga, like we talked about him before, this the, we might look back on this as one of the most important games of his career. You know, this is the first final that he's won since his first grade debut back in 2016. Uh, shout out greatest games, Patreon, shout out greatest games, general bit rookies. Yeah, so the, like the, the like this whole season, that's a crazy start. Could be a real coming of age for him, and then this game might be the one that we look back on in the future and say that's when Kalen Ponga became what he has now become. Yeah, that, well, that's well, the that's the moment. Walsh you know? is Walsh is my player of the season over the whole season, but I don't think anyone's played better than Kalen over the last 10 or so weeks. I don't think well, anyone it's has. Like seeing, seeing him put the team on his back and, and create chances for other people and finish his finish chances that other people create and just do, doing every single thing, a superstar that you could possibly ask of a superstar. That's what, that's not what the very good players do. That's what the great players do. And it, when his team needed him, he turned into a great, great player under all sort like he's always under pressure, but under under the harshest pressure. Can you imagine what would be written and said about him if they'd lost this game? A lot of bad stuff. Can you imagine? You know, um, I thought Willie Dom Mason Young, taking victory laps. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, Dom, Dom Dom Young, fantastic. Like, uh, uh, one we got to we got to step in. We got to do something. 
He can't be allowed to go to the Roosters. Someone's got to. We cannot allow the Roosters to go from having Corey Allen and Drew Hutchinson in their back line, yeah, to having Dom Young. We we cannot permit it. It's not right. You can't like. It's (laughs) someone's got to step in. Call the Coast Guard. Do something. (laughs) Shut down the port of Newcastle. Um, he's he's burn the bridges on the M2. Don't let him leave. He's one of the best open field runners I think of. He's ever so seen. good, man. He's um, just just fantastic, and like yeah, like run, running running out of running out of ways to praise him. Um, I really want to wrap Tyson Gamble as well. I felt like when Hastings went off, Gamble really really took responsibility of, of where the team had to go around the field. Um, I thought he covered Kurt Mann in the halves as as well as anybody possibly could have. And I love that Gamble is such an intense, fiery, like, like the ball, juxtaposition like between his personality person. and his play style is yeah, crazy. his playing style is so composed, and he just takes high percentage options all the time. What a what a what a fascinating what a fascinating player. You like, know? yeah, it's I, like I the, get the swagger of, of Chris Sandow, but like the gameplay of Sean O'Sullivan. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's 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 really something, and he did really well to set up. Um, is that long range try? Oh, it was a long range try. It was the Dom Young, wasn't Dom it? Young, yeah, yeah. Like he did really well Composed, to position him. No, then you like, right went to throw the pass as well. Yeah, Held the exact like, amount of time. Total chaos around him. And how like, many players would would car, either? How many players would either play it safe and take the tackle or throw the wrong ball in that situation? He just so got many, it exactly so right. Many. Man, he nailed like, it. A, a, a hot heart, but a cool head. And my boy, my my favorite Final Fantasy character, Phoenix Crossland, has been. So good in the second half yeah. of the year as well, and he was very tackled, good in this game too. Really, like tackle, tackle, tackled his little, tackled his little heart out. Um, think the yeah, the night, the knights forwards are probably thinking, damn, we really got bailed out by by the back line there. But um, that's how, that's why you that's why you pay him the big bucks. That's well, that's it, man. And the night, the knights march on to week two. Further, they got Greg Marju for free. They the, the the Titans did the Titans didn't want him. And, they, yeah, that's, and now that's he's crazy. Love, yeah. I love, I love. He had a bit of a tough one, Greg. The leg, like, still has, still have a thousand meters in yardage and stuff. Like, that's true. So that's true. Too. Even um, when he has an error or two, like what he brings in other assets of the game is so important that it doesn't like it's. You take the good with the bad. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Canberra. Um, there were there were a lot of guys who I thought really just dug as deep as they could. I thought James, James Schiller had a really good game on the he wing. Did. Um, Nick Nick Kotrick had his best game not in just of the season in a couple of seasons. Yep. He was. I was like. Finally, my large adult son has returned. I don't know who it was that came back from Canterbury, but it's not the Nick Kotrick I know. Arta until, until today. Yeah. We mentioned Mariotta, the try, but Mariotta his was, overall game was so was good. He was close to 200 meters at the end. Like so, I, I I quite like I quite liked. I've always I've quite liked Mariotta since he came in for his debut. Like he's very much in that Josh Papali'i mold of you know doesn't really do sprinting. But just sort of has a way about him to fit between defenders and all that. But um, he's probably had a, a, a bit of a disappointing last sort of six weeks or so. I, I think it was um, friend of the show Jack Cronin sort of dug out some some stats of his over the last couple of weeks, and I don't think he'd broken a hundred meters in a, in a good month or two. Um, but then in this game when they really needed him, he played the best the best game of his of his entire career. Yeah, um, easily. Thought Elliot Whitehead. Totally wound back the clock with a with a really a really uh, tough performance defensively. Really busy in attack. Some really nice like uh, some really nice skills on show as well. You know, Emre Gula, who's a player who I've I've been very critical of in the past. I thought he was really really strong. Made forty two tackles off the bench. That's a great effort. I thought Pasami Solo and Trey Mooney were like 
They were like nightclub bouncers on a bad shift, man. <laughs> they were just looking to hurt people. And it was and it was great. And that was what Canberra needed from absolutely everyone in the team if they were gonna if they were gonna pull this one off. And they nearly did. But I gotta I gotta mention I gotta mention my guy. Now that Croker's gone, um, now that Croker's gone and, and retired and all that, Josh Papaliti's my number one boy, but Jordan Rapiner is God. How does he, he do I, it? I feel, He's like the my, oldest player in the league. He's like my cousin or something. He'll be the oldest player in the league next year. Like I know some people don't like him. They think he makes mistakes and he's grubby and all that sort of stuff. And that's true. Like he can do crazy shit and he probably should have been suspended weeks ago. And I know he makes mistakes. I don't care. I don't care. There is a spot for him in my team every single fucking time. Like just goes so, so hard every on, on every time he can. He's throwing himself around and he just never, ever, ever stops. Doesn't matter if they're up by 30 or down by a thousand. He just goes and goes and goes, man. Like 25 runs, 231 meters, 10 tackle bus, two line break assists, two try assists. Like just never, never stops. He's you know a he's a hell of a he's a hell of a he's such a man. he his work rate, it, it reminds me of um you I, I'm not sure if you know who this guy is, but Croatian midfielder Marcelo Brozovic. So there's a quote before oh, yeah. the World Cup final. I know him. He, before the World Cup final, he ate two kilos of salami, two croissants, and drank a load of Coca-Cola. Smokes like a chimney. Then he ran 15 kilometers in the World Cup final. No problems. Jordan, <laughs> so I am so a, a bit of a peek behind the, the looking glass here. I have like a, a half story that I that I wrote that I would have put out if Canberra had won. And it was like just a big thing about how at their core, Canberra are a spoiling, niggling, horrible team to play against. Correct. But in big games, that can get you home sometimes. Absolutely. And if you're the underdog, that's the perfect way to play. And that no one sums that up better than Rapana. Rapana is 34 years old, eats like shit, gets on the piss all the time, does nothing outside of footy except play golf. And he just and he and he, and he just keeps going. He just keeps doing it. Like the last three years have been three of the best years of his career. Probably not as good as the peak years, the Leipani years. But just, just, just a, a remarkable, remarkable footballer, and mm. always a spot for him on my team. I don't give a shit if no one else likes him. I don't give a shit if you think he should be locked up for the stuff he does on the field. I always got a spot for him, man. I always got a spot for that crazy bastard. Yep. And if the Raiders had one, I would have written a very long fawning story where I talk to him and he sort of explains the method behind the madness and all that. But they lost, so that's not going to happen. It's okay. Uh, we've gone very long on this game. Is there anything else you want to say before we move on? Uh, you know what? We, like we went long on it, but this was a game that deserved going long on. Like I agree. The, 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 the channel nine highlights video on YouTube of this game is 15 long. minutes long. <laughs> there was a lot. There was a lot. Yeah, to get no, through. of course. No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, is there anything else you want to say? Cause we, we I feel like we covered everything. Of oh. all, of all the Raiders seasons I've followed. And there has been some very weird ones in there. This was the strangest. When this you were up, when you were up 16, six, whatever it was, I thought it would be so funny if they get their 13 plus win today. <laughs> After not having one of, oh, by the way, I, do you remember Jamie Ainsco got a guy's tooth in his arm and had to get it surgically removed? Yeah. Yeah. Just that's, I thought about that when the bite thing happened. Also. Yeah. But yeah, like, um, yeah, this was a, this was a big one. This yep. was, it was funny, man. Like, I, I, I wonder if the reason that I was so sort of emotionally affected by the loss, it's been a really long time since Canberra lost a finals game in close fashion. Yeah. Cause they got absolutely demolished by the Eels. Yeah. Last so they got, year. they got whooped by the Eels last year in the 2020 prelim against the storm. They lost by, they lost that by 20 as well. Yep. The last time that they lost a finals game in close fashion was 2016. So yeah, seven the years the ago. The Sharks game, right? Or well, the, 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 the storm, the storm prelim. Oh yeah. That one too. Well, the grand final was quite close. 
Oh yeah, but that's a different thing. Yes. That's a that's a that's a different level, man. That's a yeah. completely different yeah, of course, experience. Of course. I'm Batman. I've lost also lost a grand final by one score in recent yeah. years. It's yeah. Nice. So um I wonder yeah, if like I, I don't know. It, it must be weird for you emotionally though, because like we've all had sporting experiences where like you know the game's gonna be close, you know it's gonna be tight, and you're nervous all week, and the game comes and you win or you lose or whatever. But like it's kind of different when you're the massive underdog and you're going into the game expecting and I know on the day you're trying to be positive all that shit, but realistically, yep. during the week, you yeah. thought you were going to get pumped. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were going to get pumped. Every Raiders fan we know thought you were going to get pumped. The bookies thought you were going to get pumped. And then, so I wonder, like, if you just lost this game 30 nil, we would have spent 10 minutes on this game, we would have talked about the Raiders a little bit, and we would have moved on. But because it was such a great game and because you came so close to winning, like, it's almost like that old is better to have loved and lost saying. Because it's like, is it better to have got close and lost than to have been flogged and never been close at all? I actually don't know. I genuinely yeah, don't know. I, I, it is a tough. It is a tough one, man. It's, it's funny though. Um, I'm never nervous before finals games. During mm. the regular season, I'm nervous before like every single game. But finals games, never, never. I always, I'm always excited for them. I'm never scared. I always, I all, I don't know why. I just, yeah, I always I think they're going to go out there and do their stuff, you know. And like I was, t- I talked to a few Broncos fans on Friday who were a lot tighter. Than yeah. they normally are. They were so tired about it. Yeah, this. and I was, I was like, no, nah. I was like, no, nah, I, was, I, was like, I could tell. I was the... like, no, nah, boys, you, you're fine. You're gonna smash them. It's but right. I was, but I was like, man, no, nah, this, this, you should be excited. You should. Like, this is that. This is the good stuff. This is why. Yeah. This when, is why when, we do it. When man. did this Brisbane is... last host a final? By the way, 2018. They yeah, played exactly. the Dragons. Like, just enjoy and they got it. They don't, yeah. Even when you are one of the greatest, like even when you're the Panthers in the last four years, you only end up hosting two finals games before the grand yeah. final. So it's like, they don't, these aren't, this is it. Like, this, is it. Get off this, this is why, this is why you lift all them weights, you know? Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta be there and you gotta hope that you have a chance and you had a chance and it was a really good game. And I'm sorry for you, but at least they played well. Like, well, I know that's, a, I, don't, I don't mean to say that patronizing. Like, this is not me doing the whole, oh, proud of their efforts bullshit. They, they should be proud of their efforts. They played really well. You can, well you can, you can be proud of the way they played and, and still, still be frustrated yeah, that they lost. Um, And, but if you're going to go down, like, you might as well go down swinging, and they did, you know. And yep. on the day, you you can't ask more than that. All right, we have one round left of NRLW. Uh, a huge win for the Broncos on Saturday, Arvid. Did you end up going up left early? A, left for this? <laughs> no, so I'm an idiot. I'd like to apologize to everyone um, from the show last week. Oh. I thought these you games... were going to go up a day early, and I was like, "Geez, he's keen." Did no, you think these were no. before the nights, the men's game? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, I was a bit surprised. Apologies. I was like, Mate, there's I, keen, I... and then there's keen. Like, no, but like, why weren't they? That's actually why really they? good. It was, well, I, there was I, a different I, I, doubleheader I, on the Gold Coast on Sunday. Yeah. Shout <laughs> out! Shout out to Jack Brady who rang me after he listened to the show, and he said, "No, dude, those two games at Hunter are on Saturday." And I was like, "Well, well they should be on Sunday." And he said, "No, nah, it's because of a broadcast." thing or whatever yeah. and i was like oh, okay i get it but anyway. but still but still they still got like 4k people there or something but yeah the tigers threw it away and they uh, really Bris- did didn't they they and really you know what? That. they threw it away in a in they threw it away by being exposed in the position where i thought they were going to be stronger like they forward package their strength right Both especially in the middle like especially up the guts and brizzy just like scored some really soft tries lena doozy try really soft Bree clark try really soft destiny brill try forget about it mm. like Oh man, they just fell apart in the worst ways at the worst time. Really yeah. disappointing. So it's it's kind of almost so assuming the Broncos win this week, it's almost a straight shootout with the Raisin Titans, but you've got to beat them by like nine by uh, twelve points or something. 
Something uh, like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But that's so assuming the, ti- the Broncos the Titans beat the Dragons. On, so. The Titans points differential is 14 and so the, the Raiders 23. is minus 9. The gap's 23. So you got to win by 12. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but then the, the the big the big story in the second game is, of course, that the the Knights have, I mean, barring a, barring a loss to the Tigers, have, have claimed the minor premiership with the, the that big big win over the Roosters, locking up at the very least a top two spot and a home final. Um, yeah, a brilliant brilliant performance by the Knights. Yeah, Tamika Upton just in superb touch for those first two tries. So that good. little that little kick that she puts through and regathers. That's just like, yeah, absolute top shelf shit. That's as good as it gets. Um. Mm-hmm. Roosters really missed Millie Boyle. I thought it was interesting that they decided to spell her. I got the impression Mind that if games. this was a big game or if this was a finals game, she probably would have played. And I have no idea how they convinced her not to play um, yep. against the old club and against all the mates and all that sort of thing. That's the sort of shit that she really, really thrives on. Um, and I felt like they really missed uh, the physicality that she brings and the tone that she sets in the middle of the field because that Jesse Southwell try. Yeah. Deary me, what the hell was going on there? Southwell has really grown into the season as it's gone on as well, I think. Like she she's, has, she's she has, but back come to her on. Best. Like a- no, I agree with that. I'm just was just trying to make a separate point. But yes, the Roosters middle, not good. And I mean, look, you lose literally the the best prop in the game. That's gonna like you are gonna suffer a setback. Like that's the reality. Take Payne Haas out of the Broncos, you get you wouldn't get similar results, but you'd get a step back, and that's that's what happens. So like if she plays, it's probably a different story. But even then, like you can't read too much into it because how often do we see this? We've talked about this with like men's teams playing each other in the last round of the regular season, they play in the finals, different result, all that stuff. I and mean, we literally had it with the Broncos and the Storm on Friday and with the prior week. So yeah, very interesting to see. That's still my pick to be the grand final. But uh, I, I stand by my prediction of this result being reversed in the grand final. Okay, I like it. I stand. Uh, you, you're by on it. track for it. But uh, your your girls could still be a part of that final series. Big win over the Cowboys, and yeah. So uh, I mean, uh, Shaq Tungai was awesome in this game. Zahara Tamara as well. Uh, what else did you like about them here? Tom, uh, friend of the show, Tom Hardy texted me during this game, and he has said he said Zahara Tamara is the female Jason Smith. Okay. Uh, that is a really, really good comp because Jason Smith, some of our younger listeners might not remember, was a was a back rower slash five eight with the Bulldogs and the and the Eels in the nineties and, and early two thousands. And then he went to England for five years, then came back and played for the Raiders. And uh not to put too fine a point on it, but the bloke could not run. Couldn't yep. run. Could like lightly jog. But could, like, couldn't couldn't sprint. Ima- like a pr- like a, like imagine an like imagine a late career Nate Miles playing five eight. <laughs> but imagine that it works. But it's good. Yeah, like sorry, he, yes. he just just an incredible understanding of time and space and where the ball has to go and when it has to go there. The only and real he, modern day comp is like almost like Cody Walker, but Cody's a bit more athletic. Imagine imagine if Cody couldn't run. Yeah, pretty much. Imagine if he, if, if if he was called Cody Walker because he just walked all the time. That'd be funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and Temera's got that same. Imagine that players same had to do gift. that. So Josh like... Josh Drinkwater has to run around with a with <laughs> Scott Drinkwater. I did no, I corrected myself. Scott Drinkwater <laughs> has to run around with a drink bottle the whole game. But yeah, uh, Temera was was fantastic in this one. I think it's going to be a shootout between her and Samoa Matalfa for the for the Dalian medal. I think they'd both be worthy winners. Talfa, great again, just never ever mm. stops. Um, yeah, and it, like I think Canberra kind of won this on star power a little bit. I thought Appy Nichols was, was terrific at fullback, like setting up, I think she set up one try, saved another one, was super, super busy. You know, Mac Wiki getting over, always going to love that. Um, and yeah, like Canberra sort of had to, had to turn it up a little bit on the cows and, 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 and they did, you know, Mona Lisa Soliola coming back into the team. That's really important for them. Cause that sort of just gives them a, 
a greater attacking dimension on that edge. Um, the cows, like, you know, we've talked about the cows, the cows are going to be a slower, a slower, a slower burn than I think some of the other expansion teams, but I do think Emma Manselman's had a really good year and she yeah. had a really good game in this one as well. Scored a, a really scintillating solo try chase down. I think she was it chase down Shaq Tungai on one of those, um, on one of those intercepts. So, you know, the cows, they've Not- kind of been waiting for the season to be over for a little bit, but, um, Raiders get the win and that's pretty good according to me. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a, it's a shame. I I think Fran Goldthorpe's been like one of their other sort of bright spots since she came in and she got hurt. So not good. But, yeah, that you don't you don't like to see that. Oh well, what can you do, eh? What can you? Do? And then I, I guess you might, it's it's quite annoying for our Raiders fans that they're watching that, that Titans game where basically if the game if if it had been a close win for the Titans, it would have been as good as a loss, right? Because it means you go into next week needing to win. Yeah, but those late couple of tries, they I blow know, the score man, out. So yeah. cause if they don't get those extra two tries, if it's, if they're four and against is 12 points less than it is right now, you only need to beat them by like six next week instead of 12. And Gee, it's a whole different that, ball that game. Soft as well, man. Like those two Jamie Chapman tries that were almost identical yeah. where she just sort of gets dropped under and walks through. I was Not like, good. it's like Parramatta don't even care about the Raiders. It, it, well, it's like well, they don't yeah. give a shit about them. Yeah. It's tough season for the wheels. Oh Not yeah. Good. Not great. Not great. But yeah, Titans, you know, like we've sort of said all year, like, uh, are they on the level of the Knights and the Roosters? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not, but they're going to be in the finals. But, probably, mate, they, so. but they're, gonna, they're probably going to be, they might be in the finals. They played a bad team and they ripped them apart. Well, and I, that's, I, that's all you can ask for, I there's guess. There's also like, so I, I assume you'll obviously be watching that Broncos-Dragons game intently on Saturday because if the Broncos lose that, it's just winning in for you. It's not, you don't need to worry about for and against or any of that stuff anymore. So, but uh, yeah, very simple proposition there. Titans win, they're in. Broncos win, they're in. Raiders win by 12 or more, they're in. Everybody else is out. Yeah. Oh, well, the, the good thing is, is because there's less of the men's games on this week, it's much easier to more. sit down and watch all the women's yeah. games properly. Um, For the, for the, for this week, I kind of had to, just because there just wasn't enough time. Like there physically was not enough hours in the day. Well, what, I kind of had to, there... to watch it as quickly as I could. You Thursday know? game, great. Why was there a Friday game at 6 p.m.? been perfect i don't know that is a tough one i don't don't know what they're doing with some of the broadcasts for the women's well i i think i think that because channel nine's putting it on they kind of let them set the schedule a little bit and nine won't put a game on any of their channels at six o'clock to take away from the news it's incredible the amount of the the impact six o'clock the six o'clock news has how many cricket like amazing cricket moments do we used to miss because of the six o'clock news get far (laughs) <laughs> but um like again it's the same this week tigers play the knights on thursday night and there's no game on friday it's like well great thanks what are we gonna do talk to our loved ones Ugh, no disgusting uh i will uh i don't think i'm gonna head there to campbelltown on thursday night but i i i don't think i will either sorry guys um, uh, i hope the tigers have a good time and they do their best uh but yeah the roosters cowboys i mean not much not much at stake there you'd think the roosters win that easily but then of course the big game dragons broncos saturday night uh, at exactly, uh, no, because oh, the men's game's at four o'clock on Saturday, isn't it? Yes. So perfect. So straight in, so standalone, eight o'clock primetime, big game, big audience, hopefully on TV. And then the, Where, where's, where's, where's that game on? It's a double header at Cogra. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's strange. Six but, all right. and 8 p.m. And then there's a double header in Canberra on Sunday. So hopefully season on the line, the Raiders can get a, can get a healthy crowd down there. Yeah. That'd be really good to see. Yeah. Um, I, 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 like, I haven't been able to get down there, um, the last game I got down there for was Croker's 300th, which yeah. didn't oh. go great. Um, so I so I don't know what sort of pool the 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 Valks are getting down there, but 
you know, I imagine it'd be pretty. I imagine it'd be pretty good. I imagine the capital will show out for for their team. Construction. Go again. You got Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to slow your brain. Okay, we are back with another quarterfinal of Slow Your Brain. Uh, I'm really excited for this one, Campo. A couple of stable mates going at it. Are you excited? Very much so. All right, let's meet our first contestant. This press box veteran will be hoping to end his opponent's seasons like so many teams who've conceded 50 points in the NRL. It's Scott, the Arbiter, Bailey. Scott, welcome. Matty, how you doing? Good to be back. Mate, what is doing? Mate, I am feeling good after listening to Jack Brady's poor attempt. Um, so I'm ready to go for this. <laughs> okay, and without further ado, let's meet his opponent. Don't let his good manners and polite demeanor fool you. This quiz show veteran will have you wishing you went on deal or no deal instead. It's Jasper, the chaser, Bruce. Jasper, hello. Hello. It's a lot to live up to there uh, after that first first attempt from the from the boys, but hopefully we can do it justice here. Uh, You're too nice. A lot to I live up like, to. I feel like the truly <laughs> pathetic showing from Jack and Benny Quags has really just relaxed the rest of the field. I feel well, like they're all like, okay, well, it can't be worse than that. Not to let so people be not right. to let people under the kimono too much, but within ten minutes of me publishing the Friday show, I had a message from Scott Bailey saying I feel better now. <laughs> I was genuinely concerned. I was look. I could still be embarrassed today. You could they, they, these. And, and, I I don't think I've did. I ask you set two, Campo. I can't remember. Uh, I don't think so. But Scotty, I'm confident you can be embarrassed in a in a wide variety of ways today. <laughs> not not just related to this trivia competition. I believe in you. There like was that, a bro. spirited Southern Sydney geography debate that preceded this recording that uh, we won't delve into. But oh, yes. I think we can. I think. Well, it's, it's not it's not a debate. So you've, that's oh, well, the no it, it is factual that James Tedesco was is from Menangle, and therefore he says he's Camden. from Camden though. Why did I and mention? You, remember, remember Why did I you, mention Scott? This? Remember when you called him a liar to his face when he said. Yeah, because <laughs> remember when you did that? Is part of well, I, that's the kind of confidence I like to hear. Um, Jasper, would you like to go first or second? I'll let you choose. I might go. I might go second. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. Of oh, he's thrown him the mic. Oh, All right. He said. He said, "Catch Hospital this, pass. Bailey." Yeah. yeah. Not the first time I've thrown Scott under the bus in our uh, <laughs> year and a bit of working with one another. So I eyeballed right. him and said, "Do your fucking worst, old yeah. fella." Can I ask a quick question before we start? Is yes. George Barker this? Uh, he is. He is. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. There's a heavy AAP representation. There is. You guys, are, you, guys are, you guys are very available. I guess. He's not playing against Joel Gould, is he? Because that'd really make my day. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Okay. All right. So five questions each. You know the rules. Got a tiebreaker ready if you tie. So, Scotty, question one. You both have one multiple choice question this week. Question one. How many games have gone to Golden Point this year? Is it six, eight, or ten? Ten. He's on the board. Bang. 
That's how you do it. The boys are probably sitting at home going, where the fuck was my multiple choice question? But This uh, is like this is like grand final day where you watch State Cup and then the main game comes on and you just, you feel it. You feel the lift in intensity. <laughs> well, I've already drawn with Brady. The state, so. the state championship is over. That's, that's, you're off to a flyer. Okay, Scott. So you might take your time with this one. You can ask me to repeat it. Yep. Tell me the next name in this sequence. Clint Gutherson, Adam Reynolds, James Tarnow, Jared Croker, Cameron Smith, blank. Can you go through that again, please? Yep. So Clint Gutherson, Adam Reynolds, James Tarmow, Jared Croker, Cameron Smith, blank. 2017 we're looking for. Um, the captain of the Cowboys is... Did Michael Morgan captain them to that finals? I want to say Michael Morgan. I don't know here. Great logic, wrong answer. Gavin Cooper was the captain. For Christ's sake, for Christ's sake Scott. We he did everything that, we right. That, we covered that game together. We did. We talked to Gavin Cooper after the game. We did. We did. did, when, uh, when did, Michael, did Michael Morgan take over as captain at some point then? After that? I'm not sure. Maybe in the future, but not that day. Not, that's not relevant right now, Scott. It's not. It's not unfortunate. That's a blow. That's one I should That's okay. You, you followed the logic well. It was just unfortunate that. Yeah, you got to the wrong answer. Okay, question three. Excluding Alex Johnson and Tom Tavoyevich, one player has scored more than 25 tries in a season in the NRL era. Who is it? Ooh, okay. Why are we excluding those two? Well, because they did it in the same years year. They don't really count. Well, AJ did it again after the COVID year, but yes. because okay, gotcha. Uh, oh, geez. Um, see, I should have got the last one because... Oh, give him my shit up. Oh, he's hey, dwelling. Man. He's dwelling on the question. <laughs> okay, he's take a living in the question he's now trying to face. Okay, so uh, I want to say it's like back in the early two thousands, and maybe like a Parramatta player from two thousand and one or something. I don't know who their leading try scorer is that year. It'd be a winger. Uh, uh bugger. I'm gonna say no. Nah, it's not Jamie Lyon. Uh, you know, I'm going to go like a Wendell Saylor. Wendell Saylor from Brisbane 2000. I don't know here. You had the year right. It was it was Parramatta 2001, but it wasn't a Parramatta player. It was Nathan Blacklock. Oh, of course. Yep, yep. Uh, do I hope you feel, hope you're feeling a lot of shame right now, Scotty. Do I get it's, some half points for this? It, like if, this was, if this was like year eight maths where you got points for showing you're working, you'd be doing great. Can but, I uh, get some half points for this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jasper, did you know either of those two that he's got wrong so far? Are you going to believe me if if I said that you I are by a distance been, the nicest person that's associated been with this? Blackhawk. Maybe like I was gonna. My first thought was maybe David Fusatua. He had that really good year, but then yeah. I was like, no, I don't reckon it's pushing twenty five. And I did kind of think Blackhawk, but I thought maybe he did it in ninety nine. Um, but that would have been my guess. But very easy to say after the fact. I thought Scotty's reasoning was yep. very sound there. Very diplomatic. He's about to twist that knife. Cowboys one. Sorry, mate. Did just oh, yeah. did you know the Cowboys one? Oh, absolutely not. I was, okay, I was cool. flat out even trying to figure out the sequence. Yeah. Scott and I have talked at length about the uh, the Channel 7 phenomenon, the 1% Club, which has oh, yeah. questions so. quite similar to that sort of sequential, almost mathematic-style reasoning. <laughs> Terrible at it. I'm awful at it. So I would have embarrassed myself on that one, I'm sure. Mm. There's a couple of guys who've got uh, 25 exactly, such as Reese Wesser, but uh, mm. more than 25. Nathan, I think like, there's a few, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple. I went through them all to do the questions. Well, you'd hope I would, right? <laughs> I'll <say> <laughs> Can you name the three players who captained the Dolphins this year? No, but I'll try. Um, geez. Love the confidence. <laughs> Jesse Bromwich. Yeah, that's one. Um, 
Oh, they've given it to Felice at one point. Um, uh, no. Okay, so Jesse Bromwich. Um, let's run through their team. Jeez. Uh, um, no, Tom Gilbert didn't even get it out. No. Um, uh, uh, Jesse Bromwich. Oh, I'll say Felice Gafusi, but I'm almost definitely that's wrong. That's two. Oh, I am right. Okay. Well, I'm now more. the practice on for the third. Okay. Jesse Bromwich, Felice Cafusi, and who is a no, were they, no, they wouldn't have given it to him. Who was playing Hooker? Uh no. Um oh, I'm gonna say, sorry, I'm taking time away here. I know. I'm I'm gonna say it would have been like a oh, you know, they I wouldn't have known that. Normally, when someone says, I'm going to say, and they <laughs> say something after that. Like, that's that's how sense breaking is all the work. rules. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll go and I'll, I'll go that they would have like thrown it to like, I don't, this is really annoying me. I'm so close. Your logic has been so good on all these questions, and then like you've just not stuck the landing on any of them. Flock's ticking. Um, okay. We'll go with who's another old bastard that they signed. Um, oh, I don't know. I've just got a complete mind blank. What about Five, Kenny Bromwich get a goal it? Three. I don't know here. <laughs> Again, your logic was great, but the answer's Mark Nichols. Mark Nichols. Oh, this is brutal. You have like you've got like point nine on every question, but that, unfortunately, this it rounds is, down to zero. So this is brutal. This is actually brutal. Question five: Which team's leading try scorer has just seven tries this year? Uh, it'd be Bulldogs or Tigers. Or maybe the... No, not Dragons, because Ravalawa was pretty good. Um, it'd be Bulldogs or Tigers. Fox might have got more... No, Fox got more than seven, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to go Tigers. He's got two out of five. Do you know who the player is? Um. Oh, jeez. Um, Jasper, this is, isn't worth any points. Do you know the player? Jareen Buller, perhaps? No. It's a man who scored more than half his seven tries for the season in one game. Star the Patoa. center in the world. Oh, Star four. Yeah. Four in one game, three for the rest of the season. That was good enough to be the Tigers' top try scorer. Oh, Star himself. Fantastic. All right. Two out of five. But I felt like you were right there with the other three as well. So a good showing, Scotty. A good for showing. For all Scotty's shit talking, he's got the exact same as uh, Wingus and Dingus did on the last well, show. No, he, no, he's no, got no, Wingus they, and Dingus' combined score. Yeah. Oh, sorry. They got one. He has, the, he has the brain power of Wingus and Dingus combined. That's right. The, the double <laughs> Dingus, rat. they call it. The double Jasper, dingus. If, you don't, if you don't rip this old fella apart, I will never speak to you again. <laughs> All right, no, Jasper, are you ready for set two? Your look, question. I, I am, but I think my reputation is going to prove a hindrance here because while I'm a big trivia fan, I think in a competition of people who are all professionally good at knowing obscure rugby league facts, I yeah, actually don't I know agree. that I'm agree. Like, uh, if, if, only, going to if a pub... only your job, if only your job required you to know a lot of obscure <laughs> rugby no, league facts. No, but I get what he's saying. Like, I get what he's saying. I, it does. I... I just think I think the field is. Just very talented, you know. If, yeah. we, if we were being quizzed on European capital cities or something, maybe. Yeah, yeah of course. Wait, so wait, just, wait, did you just, also? So you also? Do, would you have known all three Dolphins captains? Look again. I'm going to say yes. I would have because I know how much Wayne Bennett loves Mike Nichols, and I'm pretty he sure does. he was captain oh, as much as I do. Souths. I'm pretty sure he was captain at some point at Souths, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. yeah. They did a story on it this year. I was very excited. 
but I think it was during the Ashes, actually, Scotty. So maybe that's why you didn't remember it. Yeah, can I come back on this show next year for this? Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. I, I will say the fact that you got two out of five, like, and yeah. given you weren't here for half the footy season, and you nearly got the other three, I think you did well. Anyway, Jasper. what is this training wheels bullshit, dude? It's not he training wheels. I'm being positive. Oh. You're being awful. You're being horrible. Just call it okay, like you Jasper. Are you ready? Like it is. I am. I, he didn't. He didn't sit there for five minutes and go, "Oh, I don't know," and then t- give a terrible. He answer. sat there. He sat there for five minutes and said he didn't know, and then gave a terrible answer. That's exactly what he did. He didn't give any Bromwich terrible one. answers. All his answers were pretty. Cool. He said Jesse Bromwich. That wasn't a terrible guess. Anyway, he said Kenny Bromwich. That was his incorrect one. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. So, all right, Jasper, are you ready? I am, and I'm ready for the verbal barrage that's going to come after all of it. I only. Th- I think he really hates Scott. I don't think he's going to yell at you. Okay. Which team has played in the most golden point games this year? Ooh, um, that's a good one. Oh, I feel like Parramatta were in a bunch of close games to begin the year. How many went to go on board? Penrith actually were in quite a few. My, my Penrith Panthers, I reckon, were in at least three. It's on my head. They're in Newcastle. The Broncos won, I think, at the start of the year. I'm not sure it went to Golden Point. It's definitely a field goal game. Um, because of the Parramatta one towards the start of the year, they've been in at least two, possibly three. I'm going to go with the Penrith Panthers. The answer is three. The Penrith Panthers. Sweet. All right. Did, do you Just know that one, Scotty? Out. Uh, my guess was going to be um, Parramatta. So okay, no. yeah. Parramatta, Canberra, both with two, a couple other teams, etc. Okay, Jasper, tell me the next name in this sequence. Oh, dear. James Tedesco, <laughs> Nathan Cleary, Clint Gutherson, Cameron Smith, Caelan Ponga, Blank. And exactly as predicted about 10 minutes ago, I, I, I'm at a complete loss. Can I please hear the names again, Matthew? You sure can. James Tedesco, Nathan Cleary, Clint Gutherson, Cameron Smith, Kalen Ponga, blank. Okay. Tedesco, Cleary, Gutherson, Cameron Smith, Kalen Ponga, blank. Blank. Well, I, I, I really don't even know where to where to begin on this. Uh, perhaps it's something having to do with leading point scorers, maybe, but Gutherson, I'm not sure he's kicking all the goals, probably Parramatta in any given season for that. Mitchell Moses still probably... There, Tedesco as well. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm really. I'm going to keep stalling and just hope an answer comes to me at this yep, point because I, I kind of don't really have any idea whatsoever about these sorts of sequence. The questions. only thing, the only thing Absolute worse promotion. than an incorrect answer is passing. So, for the love of Christ, do not do that. Yeah, you can't pass. So he's not going to pass. No, I won't, I won't be passing. The Gutherson really sticks out to me here. I'm gonna. I'm going to lock in with. Daily Cherry Evans. I don't know here. Do you know this one, Scott? I don't, but I feel like we're going players champion or something. It um, is kind it is of. It is Dallium runners up. And the answer uh. is, ironically enough, Michael Morgan, who Scott said for his corresponding question. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. Also, 17 Dallium runner up. All right. We've got three questions left. You need one to tie, two to win. Excluding Hazamel Masri and Ruben Garrick. Only one other player has scored 300 points in the NRL era. Who is it? In a season? Yes. Okay. Well, we're thinking of really dead-eye goal kickers. Someone like a Nathan Cleary, maybe. Comes up. Andrew Johns obviously leads a lot of those sort of lists, but I feel like it's got to be someone more current when the goal kicking was more accurate. So I'm kind of thinking people who have had careers that sit almost entirely inside that sort of since 2013-ish, last 10 years, someone that's kicked a lot of goals very accurately. Ruben Garrick famously really good last year. I mean, Asako pretty high up this year. Um, he didn't get 300, though. Let's have a think. 
Oh, oh and I think it was my first thought, but I feel like I need to, I need to keep thinking and keep considering this. No, I'm going to go for Nathan Cleary. I don't know here. Not even close, bro. So there's really? a reason why earlier when Scott was talking about the 01 Eels, yeah, I didn't mention who their top try scorer was because I didn't want to spoil the answer to this question. I, I was going to say this is 2001 Eels for sure. I'm trying to be no, no, guys, come on. Fuck me. It's Brett Hodgson on the 2005 Tigers. Is it? Yes. What do you mean, is it? Yes. Yes, but I Ooh. didn't want to. I didn't because he was he was also Parramatta's top try scorer in two thousand one. So I didn't want to say the name Brett Hodgson and throw it out there for, um, for like future questions and muddy the waters of the integrity of the game. Another Cameltown star, might I say? Is he not from an angle? You might say. No, he's with Glen Alpine. He's Cameltown. No, he, yeah, he's hardcore Cameltown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, ser- served him at the uh, served Hodge at the Reezy Macca's drive through once when I worked there. What do you order? Uh, it was breakfast time, so a, a McMuffin. And coffee. Tell me one person from Campbelltown who hasn't got off at the River Road, got Reesby Mackers, and continued driving. Hey, what a home. what a place! <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a what an institution! It really is. Shout out Jamie Lowe. The other, question, question four: Which other rugby league player did I serve at the Reesby <laughs> McDonald's drive-through? You should know that if you listen to the show. Anyway, I actually do know that. Yeah. yeah what was the it, answer, Jasper? It's Jamie Lowe. It is. Point didn't to Jasper. Jamie, did, what, didn't Jamie Lowe get sent off that? Jamie Lowe just said no, that. No, he, not take- <laughs> okay. No, it's not the night Jamie Lowe got sent off. That was on the Gold Coast that game. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. Uh, it was the night we drew with Parramatta after 90 minutes. That's right. Yep. Anyway, uh, question four, Jasper. You need this to tie and then the next one to win. Which team has had the most captains this season? I mean... If this was being asked last year, you'd just go West Tigers because they had like 20 captains named at the start of the season as their captain. He's vamping. But he's no, vamping. Vamping. He's, 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 he's struggling. He's got no he idea. He told he's us to do to, that. He's he trying to distract to us with, with Can gags. you please not rattle the contestants while they're thinking? Well, I am rattling. Rattle away, Nick. Rattle away. I'm incredibly, <laughs> oh, oh, the, incredibly the Southwest Alliance is back. They're, <laughs> they're ganging up on poor Jasper. Jeez. All right. Well, okay. Dolphins had three. We've already established that. So it's going to be someone who's had more than three captains. I'm thinking Newcastle could be a really good contender because they had Jaden Braley at the start of the year, obviously, Frizzell and Ponga. And I feel like they maybe have another captain when Frizzell was at origin. No, because Ponga was still playing then. Because All right, well, that's three. I don't think, if I go through the ladder in my head, I don't think it's, I don't think it's Brisbane. Ren- oh, Renault. Well, he has had a little bit in this weekend. Penrith only had two. Parramatta, Garpo's pretty much been fit the whole time, except during Origin. I only been one other person. Um, let me have a think. No, you know what? I am going to go Newcastle because Jacob Saifedi was made captain literally last week. So that puts them at least four. And I feel like having any more than four captains would be quite excessive. So I'm going to go with the Newcastle Knights. You Bruce are absolutely back. correct. Bruce is back. Can you name, can you, this is not worth a point. Can you name all six of their captains this year? Six. Jeepers creepers. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's have a go. I don't have to send you guys around this podcast team. Um, yeah, I don't know why you're censoring yourself. Jeepers yeah. creepers. Well, some of the podcasts <laughs> that I go on are for a family audience. That's fair. <laughs> oh, that was good. Hey, we're a family <laughs> show. Well, okay. Um, let's have it. Uh, six captains. All right. Jacob Saifidi, uh, Jaden Braley. Um, Kalen Ponga, Tyson Frizzell. Uh, yeah, uh, the others were Dane Gagai, Kalen Ponga, Hastings, Braley, Frizzell, and Jacob Siafiti. Wow. Uh, Jasper, you need this for the win. If you get it wrong, I've got a tiebreaker ready to go. Best. All right. It's your multiple choice question. Ugh. You got one too. 
All right. <laughs> Ryan Madison famously opted to miss the first three games of the season instead of paying a fine. Was the fine $2,000, $3,000, or $4,000? I should actually know this because you not to flex, I was the first person to write this story. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't admit that if you don't know the answer. Yeah, actually, good shout. I don't think it's 4000 I think it's either two or three. It was the three-match suspension. So I think it's got to be a fairly hefty old fine to be like equivalent to three games. So that makes me lean towards 3000 I'm just trying to imagine myself at this very table writing this exact story <laughs> a couple of days after the grand final. And just trying, on the trying, media to, trying to commune with past Jasper. Click, clicking on the media release and going... It's kind of like in in sort of like movies about journalists when they're kind of pouring through the details and go, hold on, just one second. I'm just seeing an error here. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to take this to Washington. Like, I feel like that's on right now. Anyway, um, I remember clicking on the release, going, "How has he accepted this?" And I think it was three thousand dollars. So that's what I'm gonna go with. I don't know here. We're off to a tiebreaker. <laughs> Can I judge no! to, quote, to quote the great Ryan Madison at the awards night. Mate, four thousand dollars is a lot of oh, money. It is a lot of money. <laughs> Jeez. We're to the going... other person who wrote this story, four thousand dollars is a lot of money. We're going to a tiebreaker. No. So <laughs> you heard, you heard how we did this the other day. So what I'll do is, uh, Scott, I'll get you to message me on Facebook your answer, and I'll get Jasper. I'll get you to say your answer on the show. How's this yeah. work? Like, do we need a? Does someone need to go put their answer in first? Sorry. I just told you, you'd send me your no, message. No, I know, but like, do I need to wait? Does he need to wait for me to send? Uh... Yeah, because you don't say anything and then you message me and then he doesn't hear you like do anything and then he can th- he can answer it, and then I have both answers. Okay. So the earlier tiebreaker was about the 1909 Western Southern Magpies who conceded the, who scored the fewest points per game ever in a season. The inverse of that is the Eastern Suburbs Roosters of 1935 who scored the most points per game ever in a single season to the nearest decimal place. How many points per game did that Roosters team score? Because I'm an authority on the 1909 Magpies. So I was really hoping for a second question. Like <laughs> so Scotty, you feel free to just message me your answer. And uh, yeah. Jasper, you have a think, but uh, yeah. I reckon this might be one of those ones where like the median is actually not as high as this number, but maybe they just don't 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 solve the scores. problem for it. Yeah, don't no, don't just, talk out loud. I'm still I'm just, no. You told us to talk out loud. Is that what no, we're no, to you, this he is can rattle him. Direct he can rattle. It's, no, Jess was okay. rattling him. It's fine. Did she say that message? I hope not. That's my number on it. Um, Scotty, we're, we're Scotty, we're in an audio medium, mate. Why are you holding things up to the camera? The fans at home can't see it. True. <laughs> uh, hang on, give me two more seconds. I was thinking. I was hopeful that we'd have a higher standard of, of answer. Um, <laughs> to be fair. Compared to the debacle. Well, the well, they, literally, they literally doubled it. Yeah, I know. But I was hoping we would get someone that would, like, would get past 50%. Well, Scott, like, yeah, I mean, both of them had sound logic on the ones they got wrong. But that's okay. I mean, I, it was, I think it was a much more uh, highly. All right, we've got an answer locked in from Scott Bailey. Jasper, would you like to give me an answer? I would love to, actually. Okay. Let me let me just talk through my reasoning once sure. once more before I was uh, abruptly cut off. It's okay. I, I think this might be one of those ones where the median score is actually not this high, but they probably just put a bunch of like maybe four or five really big scores on teams. They put ninety on has, the Bulldogs. That's what I'm, yeah, that was that that was the Bulldogs like biggest ever loss. Um, yeah, so I feel like there's like, maybe a couple of those in there. Yeah, so I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking forties to. Probably 40s, I'm thinking. 
Um, did they win the premiership in 1935? Because no team has ever conceded 50 points. <laughs> so if it was 50 per game. Is, is, is that true? Can you confirm that one, Scott? I've, I've heard people have said that no team has conceded 50 points in a game and come back to win the premiership. Wow. Well, we're talking about the attacking team, though. So that none no, of this but matters. Is, but if, if they didn't win the premiership and they were averaging 50 points a game, surely someone got 50 put on. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what they I mean? did oh, win the premiership. They won the comp. Oh, okay. I can confirm, Jasper, that no one has won the comp after conceding 50. Okay. I won't put a line through anyone then. Okay. I'm going to guess 47. Point three points. So that's your answer. Scott Bailey has said 38.7. And the answer is 37.4. Scott yes! Bailey. Oh, he's done it. Well done, Scott. Wow. That was very close. <laughs> you were a point off, Scott. That was very good. He was rope jumping us the whole time. It summed up my whole my whole round, didn't it? I could have got could have been five from five and got two from five. And Just all. do enough. Okay. Subscribe to Rugby League story. Player Magazine. Unbelievable <laughs> shit. Incredible. Well, Jasper's going to be going full Dragon Ball Z style training in the anti in the in the extra gravity chamber all summer. Looking to come back stronger next year. Uh, Jasper, any words for the the Bruce Maniacs out there before you get out of here, guys? I'm sorry to have let you down. I know this is out of character for me. Uh, at the end of the day, the opposition just put in a bit more and uh, just wanted it where I didn't. Um, but we're going to be better for this. We're going to come back after a big preseason. And uh, um, but thanks for coming out supporting. It's uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a big season and just looking forward to uh, making it up to you in the preseason. We appreciate having you on. Scott, you've knocked off one Panthers fan. Can you knock off another one in Ben Quagliata in the next round? I heard his last round. I'm very, very concerned for my for my uh, welfare. But I am gunning down for a uh, all AAP final against George Clark. This Ooh, one, Jasper, well, I... Jasper couldn't get the um couldn't get the bronze medal for AAP. But, yeah, win some, you lose some. Well, George, George, George has got, in my opinion, the bookies' favourite in round one. So he'll be doing well to he'll be doing well with Harry Ramage. Oh yeah, good point. And it won't be easy, Jasper. I just want you to know I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> and Thanks, can can I just say this is actually the best day of my life, not when an NRLW team scores 50 points? <laughs> <laughs> you say that now. But when it you happens. say that now. But when the, yeah. Oh, dear. All right. Well, thank you, boys. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. I'm filthy about that. I'm actually, no, I'm actually mad about it. No, because I was so close and like absolutely should have got that Ryan Madison line to win it. Yes, um, you should have. Oh, that's you got in my opinion the two hardest questions of the five, and then yeah, didn't well, get Brett like, Hodgson. I don't know, like the Hodgson I was, ones. I was pretty fucking little when that's that, when true. That was all happening. You are like, you are you are like a, you are like twenty years younger than the rest of us. That is a yeah. fair point. So I, I think that was I was always going to sort of if there were questions about the early two thousands, I think that was going to kind of let me down. But it's a message for future competitors: learn your history. Yeah, what, what did heritage. Uh, well, the the going? you didn't know the Dalian runner-up. Oh, the Hodgson one and the fine. Yeah, no. So. Yeah, they're hard the questions, man. They're not the easy. Deli- the Delian runner-up was harder than the losing captain one. Okay, but well, they can't be exactly the same, can they? No, I'm I'm quite happy with the question. Are you complaining then- that his questions were too hard? Would you <laughs> no. like me to give him another turn, Scott? No, not at all. Okay. All right. I thought you were very mean to Scott during that entire segment. I had to. I had. You got to I mean. You got to fire him up a little bit. It can't That's just true. be. It can't just be friends sitting around. Going um ah uh, um ah uh, like we gotta get this some, whole show is friends going, sitting bro. around. Yeah, I know, but people like the heat. That's true, they do. People and, and like you, the heat. I you've settled in. You're like one of those old muppets 
Statler or Waldorf during the quiz segment. You just heckled the contestants. Well, given that right. I have scored better, I, I did the quiz just as like a control group and I did better than all the people we've had on so far. I feel like I've earned that right. Well, did, did you? How many did you get in the second batch? I don't know. We didn't do it properly, did we? I think I got seven in both of them. Mitch okay. got, I think Mitch got 10 in at least one of them. He did not. So Mitch, I, I, he reckons he did. I didn't give him the second batch. Mate, take it up, <laughs> take it up, take it up with him. I'm telling you, okay. Unless you gave him the second batch, which you don't have because it's on a Google I'm not the you quiz master. Well, all right. Well, I, you've been taken for a ride there by the editor at large. But uh, truth doesn't matter to, to editors at large traditionally. Simi so. Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Semi Rundrundra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Rundrundra. Okay, news time. Uh, the big story coming out of the weekend off the field. Uh, the Val Holmes photo that's done the rounds. We really can't provide too much analysis about this, but uh, uh, what, what more can be said beyond the Cowboys' uh, three-line statement that was put on their website yesterday afternoon? Put your phones away. Yeah, that's that's. I really don't care what players do in their spare time, but just don't take photos of it. Put them then away. You won't get in trouble. That's that's our advice. And if you see a mate with their phone out when you're doing something wrong, smack it out of their hand. Throw it in the ocean. Do but yeah, I agree. I actually endorse that. Go full. Who threw Schuster's phone in the water? I don't remember. Uh Suli. Yeah, go full Suli. Chuck it in there. Bling it. Doesn't matter. That's all we got to say about that. Uh, Jack Croker and uh, where Graham are done. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's let like before before we get before I get emotional about Croker again. Let's talk more about Wade Graham to start with. I feel like even though through long stretches of his tenure in Cronulla, people did not like that team at all. I feel like it was always I hate the Sharks, but. I, like Wade I love Wade Graham. And Wade, and uh, yeah, I feel like Wade Graham had a hundred percent approval rating. Wade Graham was the sickest man. I loved Wade Graham. I loved how he managed to blend sort of like power and aggression with his defense and his running, but always had really, really great touch on the ball with his passing and his kicking game. Like Billy Slater was talking about him on the coverage um, after Saturday night, and they sort of said, "How are you going to remember Wade Graham?" And Slater said, "Like." He's, he was a footballer in the truest sense of the word. You know what I mean? Wade Graham probably couldn't have played any other sport. You know, but he he was he he was he he was a a a a, foot, a footy player in like word and deed and action. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, just just had it all. Really had it all. Like old school toughness, new school skill, new school skill. Just great stuff and like a great story as well. Like, I think people can forget that he's he's been around so long that people might've forgotten how he started. He was playing first grade when he was still at school. He was 17. Mm. Um, and he was at Patrician brothers, Blacktown and got a run at Penrith and was one of the first sort of like, Oh, you know, the young Penrith saviors who were coming here to bring it back to the foot of the mountains. And, you know, people talk about him still being a kid when he went to Cronulla and he was like, he was only like 19 or something. And already had three, three first grade seasons under his belt. And then he just grew to be, an absolute legend of, 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 of that club, you know, and just a player that I have enormous, enormous respect for and always will a, a, a long time favorite of mine, Wade Graham. 2008 is so long ago. I know, man. I don't like it. 
I don't like that I, at all. I don't either. He he's gonna he's one of the last guys who would have played in that first year of the twenties. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah, there's a few. There's a few left. There's Ben Hunt. There's Rappiner. There's Cherry Evans. A couple of other guys, but they're, they're starting to run short, man. But yeah, well, Wade course, Graham, I'm, fucking hectic. I mean, for context, like rookie of the year that year was Chris Sandow, and he's been out of the league for a long yeah time. for a long time now. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Uh, toast massive to Mer- ups to Wade Graham. Toast a mercury hard cider to Wade Graham tonight if you get a chance. <laughs> Do you remember what he's in that ad? I don't think I have. Oh, he was in an ad with some AFL player for Mercury Hard Cider a couple of years ago. He strikes me as a beer guy. Hard Cider's almost beer. <laughs> uh, all right. So we have uh, a Canberra Raiders legend who, uh, you know, I, one of my favorite non-Rabbitos of all time, maybe my, maybe along with Cam Smith, my favorite. There's only two rugby league players I've ever got a selfie with, and they are Cameron Smith and Jared Kroger. Yeah, look, you, you guys have heard me wax lyrical about Croker plenty of times before on this show, even before I was I was the, the new permanent host. But um so you guys all know how I feel about him. You guys all know how special he is to me. Um I guess that the only thing is I hate the way it's ended for him at Canberra. I hate that he didn't get to go out playing. I hate that the last time he took the field as a raider was like three bullshit minutes at the end of a game that they'd already lost. I I hate that he went, he worked so hard and came and overcame so much to get back into the team and be to be a player again. And that he didn't get to go out as a player. That's um, that really hurt me. And he, he, he's too good a fella and too magnanimous uh, to let it hurt him. But I won't, I won't, I won't ever forget that. That's, that's how Canberra wanted to, that's how Canberra treated one of its, one of its best servants, you know? Um, even if he wasn't going to be in the first grade team anymore, which sucks, but I can get, let him go, like let him play reserve grade to go out, let him get one more game in, you know, just let him, I, I would have much preferred to see him go out playing than, than what ended up happening. And I didn't get a chance to say this in the Raiders nights recap, not necessarily um, Croker playing, but I think if White and plays five, eight in that game, then I think Canberra would have won, Yeah, you know, Wouldn't and I, I will never, ever, ever, understand this stuff that Ricky's going on about at the moment that Jack Whiten's always been a center and he's only played five, eight to, to help out the team. It's like, well, God, Rick, if only you could have done something about that over the years, mm. you know, if only, if only, if only you had the the control over the roster or the lineup to play Jack Whiten in his preferred position. Um, so I guess, yeah, it, it, it just, it, it sucks that it's ended like this way for him. You know, that it won't change the way I feel about him. It doesn't change no. anything he's done. It doesn't change his place in Raiders history. It's just, I wanted, I wanted a better ending for him. I wanted more for him. And I guess that's a theme of his career. I, I wanted him. I always wanted more for him than, than, than what he got, you know, but again, he's too, too good a clubman and, and too good a bloke, frankly, to, to ever arc up about that sort of stuff. I'm always going to be tremendously proud to, to have a player like that represent my club mm. the way he did for as long as he did. He's my number one boy and he always will be. And now that he's retired, there is a part of my Raiders fandom that has changed forever. I will, I will never, ever, ever have an affection for a player the way I do for Jared Croker. He's the last, the last one, the last Raider from like, from my childhood yeah. to retire. So, and I love the guys who are in there now and I'll always it's love not the, the same club, though. It's never the same. It can't be the same. So, yeah, Jared Croker, you're the fucking man. Well said. Um, Jack Whiten has been referred directly to the judiciary where he will go on Tuesday night uh, and is facing 
But I mean, it's, it's there's not really much of a press. How many weeks did Kevin Proctor get when he bit that guy? Um, I don't remember. Quite I, a few, I think. I want to say I, I want to say it was six. I feel like six is the baseline. According to this article, it says advice. a maximum five week suspension for this. That so. feels pretty. That feels pretty light. Yeah. He got, so one. Proctor Proctor got four. Yeah. Okay. Proctor got four. Well, what did um? Right what did Brad Morin get back in the day? I remember that? Yeah. That was incredible. Um, Taking a bite out of Tamanatahu. Great stuff. So he got Morin. he got that was back in I go that was back in two thousand seven, admittedly, but he got eight weeks for that. Ah, oh, maybe. Well, they did. I think. Yeah, they used to come down harder on that stuff, right? Like the 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 like spitting and all the the spirit of the game stuff. Maybe. Remember Magic? Well, Jack know. White and is your problem now? I know. <laughs> <laughs> in the worst rope like rugby league wise how did we get here how did i walk out of magic rounds thinking we're gonna win the comp to now sitting here after the first week of the finals that my team didn't play in but a team that was five and 12 who i hate won a finals game in and who now a player who i've derided for like seven years because i don't think he's particularly good is now a second or third most highest paid player and i have to worry about him missing the first month of his new new stint with our club because he bit a guy Tell May Bungard that. See what he would have said. Don't know. See what September Bungard says. Fuck this. <laughs> Fuck it all. <laughs> uh, so Jackson Hastings, obviously up in the air. Adam Clune could be a ready-made replacement. We've seen Clune come in and do a job for them in some games recently. Jackson Hastings has been great, but weirdly, just with the way everything goes there, I don't feel like, and with the what the level that... Not only Ponga, but Gamble and Crossland are playing out as well. I don't think they lose that much with Clune, who I thought was pretty well, good against the Rabbitohs. Yeah, I, I, I thought Hastings was even in that first half. I thought you could tell that he was pretty. He was pretty busted. He wasn't yeah, fully fit. He was he was doing well just to just to be able to play in that game. So, and I think you're right. I think with the way Gamble's playing and the way Ponga's playing, Clune just has to come in and do a job. And yep. by God, he's capable of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. He did. He did fine a couple of weeks ago in that big spot at home, sold out crowd against South. He played. He played very serviceably in that game. So, think that that'll be fine. Again, we'll get the lineups tomorrow. We'll have the preview show on Friday. We'll talk about it all then. Uh, the Warriors will resist the urge uh, to host their finals game at Eden Park and will instead be at a sold out Go Media Stadium. So, I think. I think this is the right call. Do you? I do too. Yeah, I do too. I I think the Eden Park stuff is something they might have explored for a prelim but for a second week of the finals i think ericsson stadium or whatever it's called these days is definitely just, the, is definitely you know the it's bet. called give me a go no give i can't I don't, I don't want to <laughs> um i i think we've had some of our kiwi mates say it's not the best ground to watch rugby league at anyway eden park so um yeah good great i'm happy with this i'm always a fan of particularly when you can still get a big crowd in i think it still holds 30k right so particularly we can still get a big crowd there i'm a big fan of your friendly confines, your hostile home crowd, rather than a more sterile, bigger, more soulless venue. I think it's the right call. I'm glad they're doing that. And I think probably gives them gives them a little bit of an advantage. And then, again, the Roosters stuff, we don't know what their team list is going to look like tomorrow. We don't know what they're going to line up like on the weekend. But what we do know is that Joey Manu and Joseph Swadley will not be a part of that team, nor will, nor will Billy Smith. They're going, they're going, well, shout out to Billy Smith playing in that game with a hairline fracture in his jaw. That's Ridiculous. crazy shit. So like, tough. They are going deep, deep into the bullpen at the minute. Jackson like, Polo are, is back. Yeah. Po- I think, yeah. I, I think he, well, they I, had some young no, guy whose definitely. name I forgot and he's done his ACL at training last week. Yeah. So 
Uh, was it, uh, Robert Toyer, I believe was his name, but Toyer's actually training last week, so he can't play. So yeah, we could, there's, there'll be, there'll be Junior Palger. There'll be, there'll be a Corey Allen in the mix. There'll be, there'll be, Daniel Tupo might not be able to play either because he's still working. Well, no, I, back, I think, so. I, I, I don't think there's a maybe about it. I think he's gone. So it could, it could genuinely be one of the most, what about this bloke back fives, bar Teddy in the yeah, history Yeah, we, we could, we could, footing. we could be hitting some really, really high levels here because like, uh, Momorovsky's been struggling with concussion all oh. year. He only played the two NRL games and hasn't played cup. Is there, in a, really is there long a chance? Time. Is I don't have, I don't know their I don't know their squad depth. Is there a chance we could get the sweetest fruit of all, the finals debutant? Oh, well, wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't I don't that know who be something? would it be? I, I, It'd probably be that I guy that did his ACL. So yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I think we'll get Junior Palga on one wing. Mm-hmm. I think we'll get Jackson Paulo on the other, and then I think we'll get Corey, Corey Allen and Drew Hutchinson. And Drew Hutch in the centers. Yeah. Wow. Um, or that's... maybe, or maybe um, Gus Crichton in the yeah, centers. Maybe that's... that that wouldn't that wouldn't shock me. He did pretty well. I it thought. shocked me a little bit because uh, uh, like Robinson started games with Hutchinson at center before this year. Yeah, so. I know, but like I, I also I also think it's kind of like you know batten down the hatches and just pick whoever you can. Yeah. You know, so it wouldn't, I, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if Crichton gets it, a run out in the centers. Like I said, I thought he's pretty good there the other day. Could be, and with you know, with Oldham in the doghouse and with no Pappenhausen as well, it could be a real, could be a real who's who of who the fuck is mid-season this bloke. Oldham transfer storm two roosters. Who says no? The storm, I think, mate. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but this is legitimately this is a proper origin affected week backline matchup between these two teams when we get on the, the on the grandest stage of all. The, the the cauldron that is Amy Park, uh, yeah. So that'll be that'll be one to keep out for. I think that's all the news. You got any news? Uh no, that's about it. That's about it. Here's some news for you. We've come to the end of the show. Man, so, there you go. Eh, what a journey it's been. I reckon I'm not going to look this up. I reckon this is the longest show we've ever done. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I was a bit worried that like we were going to be a bit you, too short. Just you have because to two of those in, finals games were blowouts. You have to factor in that we are going to insert the. The game show bit as well. Oh, don't, don't, don't break the verisimilitude. We recorded that live. Okay. Um. So yeah. Um. I think we're gonna be over two hours here. Jesus. But you know, it's the yeah. finals. We're here to lift for you. Well, that's it. And we want to make Mariotta it up. can lift. So can we. <laughs> we wanted to make it up to you guys as well because this show's out a little bit late. I didn't get home until late last night, and then today I had to go up to the Roosters to do some stuff for some stories I'm working on. Um. But we've compensated by making it even longer. Fuck yeah. All right. And a thank you to the people in the top two tiers on our Patreon subscription service. If you'd like to support us, patreon.com forward slash because you get a third show every single week. Uh, uh, access to our Discord server, Ancient next year's Culture and Cup. There will be another Greatest Games coming soon, Nicholas. You haven't told me what game it is yet, but we will be doing that at some point. Do you want me to tell uh, you now? Uh, on the air. Yeah. Okay. So Tom Hardy has chosen the 2008 Storm Warriors semifinal. All down some. Yeah. All right. Great, great choice. Great should choice. We, we'll probably... We probably get that out before the Warriors play. Uh, we'll see. Though. We'll we'll see how we go. They've, one one, if not both of those teams, could get knocked out this weekend. So oh like, yeah, but it's it, that game's that game's timeless, baby. It is Damn! True. Shout out McIntyre and your system, <laughs> however flawed it was. Did you and, know that McIntyre was not even like a football person? He was like a a, a historian. Next, you'll a, tell me with, Duckworth and or Lewis. I'm telling you, bro. So McIntyre was a historian with a special interest. His area of specialty was the theory of Portuguese. Discovery of Australia, which is a theory that has since been discredited. No, this is one hundred percent true. Okay, and he was an AFL guy who came up with the system for the AFL, and the NRL just jacked it. Yes, and then the AFL got rid of it. Also, that's right. Yeah, Uh, Duckworth's still alive. 
Is he really? Is yeah. Lewis? Uh, Lewis is dead. Do you died, think Duckworth killed him? Died, in, died a week after COVID started. He just didn't want to be locked down. You can't, do you free, think, you can't cage Lewis. Do you think Duckworth said, <laughs> here's, here's how many balls I need for victory, and then shot him in the face? Maybe. <laughs> and that's the Duckworth method, he says. He blew the smoke <laughs> off his gun. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go watch Mighty Ducks. Two Mighty Ducks mentions today. We're doing good. Thank you, too. Chris Abnell, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayno the Old Coot, Alex Sergicomi, Bertrand, how can you suggest that Barney Rubble is not a great actor? Bruce the Pom, Butsy, Chewbacca Snuffleupagus, Dan Cullinane, David Doc Hogg, and anonymous backer, Ed Burton, Frankie, it's not the size of your for and against, it's how you use it. Jace Felix Farnworth, Jason, Joel Wrigley, John, Josh Brandon, kicks outs out of the comp, Lachlan Hancock, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Charles Smoothmore, Mads, Taylor's version, make Addo Car great again, Matthew Duggan, Michael addicted to the Shindig Murray, Mr. Beefy, Morgan Watkins, move those chains, move those chains, move those chains, move. My name is Matt Bungard. I know skill moves are more important than weak foot. My name is Matt Bungard. I love Taylor Swift. My ding ding dong is hard and I'm sad. Never trendy. Pat McManus, Pete Vulture, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, aka Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Score Swans, Stuart Sack. See you in Vegas. Shanta Ty. Thank you so much for your support to everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who listens. Thank you as well. The Black Vegetable, the Zycott Broncos, Thor, Tom Hardy, Was, Westlife's Podcast, and the Pasco Fiasco. Thank you for your support to everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who just listens. Thank you as well. Great stuff, guys. I, I don't know if we have new patrons anymore because all the names keep changing so much. We have been but getting it's a great few. gear. I love it. One of our mates from primary school became a patron the other day. Oh, really? Shout out Harry Finn. Haven't seen him in like probably 10 years, but big Knights um, fan. Big Knights what, fan. What primary school did you go to? St. Christopher's Fenania. Oh, that's right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's a big Knights guy. So obviously enjoying the season. Well, bully for him. Oh, sorry. I actually did not mean to be a dick just then. I apologize. <laughs> no, thanks. Mate, we welcome all St. Christopher's alumni on board. Yep, especially our famous actor, Brian Brown. Two hands. Oh, what a movie. Yeah. Should I go watch that? Maybe. Well, I'm already watching Mighty Ducks. Stay focused, Punk. Let's just focus. end this show, dog. It's getting, it's getting, <laughs> our stuff's getting gamey It's actually Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Say goodbye, Campo. Goodbye, Bertrand. It's goodbye from me.